this is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. I'm Jim Miller. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order to release. This week, we're getting slapped around by our entire family as we oh, watch yeah. Spine 337 in the Criterion Collection. Maurice Pialas. Uh, news, amour, from 1983. But first, oh, oh wow, RJ. Yes. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, it appears along with your belongings from last week, like your entire room being robbed, yeah. uh, it appears that you have also been stolen and moved to a a new location, An unspecified location. Yeah. Yeah, or I, uh, or there's been some sort of dramatic uh, renovations done where the only the changes like there's no door anymore, mm-hmm. uh, there's no way to leave this room, and mm-hmm. the closet's on a different side, and that's all, and a lamp. That could be your problem, though. It could be. Like you're dyslexic, right? Oh uh, yeah. I mean, we don't talk about that, RJ. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I didn't know it was. I mean, it's it's it, there's no stigma against that stuff. <laughs> People can have things like that now. It's no big deal, dude. It's no big deal. Uh, yeah, I I have been taken, Liam Neeson style. Um, by, taken? By the same people who didn't want the Bane. The, the Bane statue is still where it, uh, where it always has. That that has not been taken I'll still. Think. Well, okay, that's good. <laughs> so, thank the good Lord. So when, when you're saved by Liam uh, later, you'll be able to have something to come home to. Bane. Well, I mean, Bane's just waiting there, my man. No. Like, he's just waiting. Mm-hmm waiting uh yeah i moved into a house Who's that i bought what that that i bought you <laughs> that me and my wife and i you purchased you don't have money to buy a house no i don't but they'll still give you one oh shit. you don't have to you don't Man. have to have money to buy stuff here what do you uh, i guess so i've been doing it all wrong all this time you just go get one of those credit cards, and it's free money until it runs out. And then when it's okay. done, just get a new one. Oh. And it... if they ever catch up to you, you you move towns like I just currently did. Okay. Yeah. Not towns completely, but if you move to the other side of town, they have a problem finding you that way, too. I see. Like from, yeah. like, the, the south end of an area to the north end of an area? Yeah, yeah. What, okay. what are they going to do? Look for me? Come on. I guess. I mean, if people don't need, all they need is a credit card to purchase a house. It's like, ah, it's not a big deal. On on the uh, on on a city salary, no, they're not going to look for you. So yeah, I uh, I maxed out three or four credit cards, mm-hmm. and uh, they gave us a, a house, I guess. Ooh. So I mean, so I got that going for me. You feel good about that? Who me? You feel like a big man? No, it sucks. Why would anyone buy a house? <laughs> It's to- total fraud. Total and, uh, fraud. So, so you what? You you bought this house like a, like a week ago? No, a while ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I we got it all, we got it quite a while ago, but uh, we got an older house, so we've uh, we've had to do a lot of work uh, getting the place livable. If that makes sense. <laughs> livable. Uh, a nice livable house nice. in in a sense. Uh, yes, yeah, so I don't know. We bought it a while ago, like a month ago or so, but. Uh, been working on it man been uh, doing all sorts of stuff man you know working on it painted the entire house no yep. i was i was painting How, well, how's the how's the weather stripping though it seems fine okay the weather stripping the insulation and the foundation all seem adequate sound we sound yes is what we were told uh so what was i gonna say 
yeah, I don't know. Uh, things seem okay with it. You were in this place one time. What did you think of this house, Jared? Yeah, it, uh, it's 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 swell. Uh, I I don't know pe- people people uh, when RJ says talks about how it's like this fixer upper. Uh, it it's probably pretty comical. Because uh, did you bought this from like what the original owners who were eighty something years old, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like it's like what a thirty year old house. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, thirty three years old. Oh my yeah. man, yeah, yeah. So it is a, a ripe old girl, uh, needs lots of tender care and mm-hmm. love. Yeah. Just like you and me. Yeah, all of us. Just like all of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was I going to say? Um, no, I mean, I don't think it's a, uh, it, it's not a fixer upper, but uh, it, it did still require quite a bit of work, if that makes sense. And you, you uh, slap some paint on that, some new, some new carpets. Yeah, some paint, some carpets, and uh, lots of... Uh, Lots of elbow grease, my man. I mean, yeah, uh, I, I have seen this the abode. I saw yep. it uh, the same night we saw the Batman. The Batman, that. and yeah. uh, I think all the, all I still remember though is the uh, the the kill room in the basement. <laughs> um, so you don't uh, you, you don't need to talk about okay, that. Okay, all right, all right. That's, uh, that's, 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 that's that could that could be the recording studio when someone comes to visit us in town. And be like, yeah, just right down this way, right this just way. Down here. Yeah, just through the store here. Click, click, uh, and I mean that could be. Uh, uh, I I won't say too much, but that could be a a Patreon exclusive potentially. <laughs> yeah, the recording booth treatment. The the recording booth treatment. I say, hey, listen, pal. I say, do you would you like to come and check out my house? Mm-hmm. Would you like it? You want to see then... these these <laughs> these mirrors put around the window? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, so you, as, as I as I pull you away from the windows, you try to escape. You can see your own face <laughs> screaming in terror. Back into the recording booth, and that wasn't even oh. uh, that one isn't even the you 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 saw when we had eighty percent of the mirrors taken out of the house that they had left. <laughs> oh dear. Oh. Oh hello. Hi. Hi. Yeah, you, you're having fun over there, RJ. Well, it's a new house, new internet. Right? Oh, no. Still, uh, still getting used to it. Uh-oh. So uh, it, it appears I've dropped to Wi-Fi for some reason. Interesting. Which, I mean, I'm only about 15 feet away from my router. Like, at most. So it shouldn't be an issue. Yeah, that's about... You know what same, I mean? That's the same as me. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not totally sure what that's about. I mean, that's let me okay. just move this corridor Oh, this is this, this is podcasting. This is podcasting. This is our podcast. Yeah, this is... It's a free podcast. Jake Lloyd here. Who's Jake Lloyd? <laughs> He's your favorite, I thought. Oh. I think I think you got the name a little bit off there. Okay, well I'm on Wi Fi now, so we'll see how long that goes. Not sure what happened to my thing. You know what I'm thinking, Jared? I think maybe my computer's just old. <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. You ever thought of that? Uh, I don't think about too much. You don't think about too much? No. Oh, maybe we got action now. Okay, anyways, uh, yeah. Okay, I'm back compelling. <laughs> compelling audio. Uh, so, yeah, there's a kill room, and then there is... Um... I, think this, I think this is who was in that kill room previous. Oh, oh dear. Yeah, I know... Is that that's the kid from Phantom Menace, right? Yeah, Jake Lloyd, RJ. Oh, okay. 
Well, I don't know that kid. When have, when have we ever brought him up? I don't know. You don't know that meme, RJ? Not really. <laughs> wow. Wow. You know, this, I don't... this is pod racing. Uh, oh, well, I know that. Yeah. This is kill flooring. Um. Anyways. Yeah, there's a lot of windows. There was like 1,500 windows or mirrors in this place. And like the weirdest spots too, like like on the ground level underneath like shelves and stuff. Why do you think people – was that so like when people are crawling away, they could see their reflection in the mirror as mm-hmm. well? Or mm-hmm. It was very cinematic that way. Yeah. Yeah, very strange. Yeah. Very strange. Uh, what else we got in this? Uh, Bagul, uh, obviously. He's uh... – he, he stuck around. He 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 will never be gone. And I mean, well, it's one of those situations where it's like, is it um, insidious? Where it's like, oh, we're gonna move out of the haunted house. Oh no! It's it turns out that it's it's following the kid. It says we were the haunted ones all along. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's yeah, inside of the, all of us. Wasn't that the the journey? Is wasn't that the goal all along, Jarrett? No. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, yeah, it should be better because I don't want to say too much, but Jaren and I uh, have never been closer in proximity than we are now. So That's true. That's how the internet works, right? Yep. Brings people together. We could we could probably just get a huge LAN line yeah. and uh, like string it from my place to yours. It would only need to be, what, like 200 feet? A little bit more than that, but yeah. Not, not pretty, it, pretty close. It's pretty close. Pretty close. <laughs> uh, I don't know. So yeah. Uh, I got a house. You got a house? Here. Damn. And well, congratulations. I'm sure uh, pe- people can email in and let you know. Great job. I'd, ra- I'd rather they didn't. You're up. You own property. I don't know if that's good, though. <laughs> Based on this whole experience, you know, I could have lived with you. I could have rented your room. Mm-hmm. That was here. Oh, oh, Bagul. Me and Andrea and the cats. Yeah. I mean, you could do things Uh-oh. for me. Are we getting choppy? A little choppy. Oh, I think we have a uh, big chap because uh, I think there is a um, delay. Have you been hacked? Let's run in. I don't know. I'm running an internet speed test. It says I am at 400 and 500 megabytes per second that's, downloading. That's good. <laughs> and my uploading is uh it's going down oh yeah it's going way 35 is my upload speed that's about probably normal sadly in our 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 pissant country yeah ah well we'll see how long it goes if it gets really bad i have my work computer here but uh i don't have skype on it i think it's my computer is old maybe Uh, yeah i think it might be uh Hmm. It might be the uh, the old computer, but um, in case uh, people haven't noticed, yes, I'm, I'm sounding a little stuffed uh-huh. up, RJ. Oh yeah, why is that? Uh, I got COVID, RJ. Really? So yeah. it finally caught up to it, you, eh? It, it showed. It got me. It got me. It showed up. And, uh, knocked knocked and, at the door. Went hello. <laughs> As it went into, my, went into my mouth, took up uh. residence. My. Uh, air tracked yep mm. so this is and day ha- six day six well that's a long one then well man. i had a headache on friday so mm-hmm. and it's uh it's it's kind of it's, i think we're past the peak though now it's just stuffed yeah. up 
Did you do one of those rapid antigen tests? I did two. And how did those go? Uh, the first one, when I had a real bad sore throat, said I was negative. And then two days later, it was positive. Hmm. Yeah. Those things are sometimes unreliable, I've heard. 40%? Sometimes. Only, only pick up 40% of Omicron, RJ. Is that good? No. Oh. Oh, dear. Uh, well, that's not good. Have, have you gotten any uh, funky stuff? Taste and smell? Oh, wise? my taste, RJ, is it's a real messed up. Mm. Is it not at all, or everything's the same? Yeah, uh, it's like I can kind of taste sugar, sort of. Yeah. But like nothing, there's just like an absence. It's like very muted. Or like just like mm. not there, so I can really I can kind of detect stuff on the side of my tongue, but not on the tongue like on the main palate I guess whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Tongues, well, tongues. My one uh, thing I would say is uh, not at all might seem bad, but it's better than the alternative if it comes back and it's all um, rotten eggs mm. and sulfur, like what me and uh, one stuff Sam uh had for a long time that is worse uh believe it or not so hopefully it just does hopefully it just comes back normal once you've got clear through but yeah i'm uh i get to join you in the the covid club and is that uh is that a fun club to be a part of <laughs> ah you know i could have uh i could have forgone that i could have uh taken a pass on it but the way things are going i guess uh it's inevitable I mean, that's what they say, right? No matter that's, how hard you try. That's what they say. That's what they say. No matter how hard you try to uh, prevent it, it still uh, can catch up to you because it's no like one for, else cares. It's like forest fires. Like, like only you can prevent them? No, no matter how you try to prevent them, they're still going to get you. Oh, well, I mean, that's also true. You ever try to get out of the way of a forest fire? Not, ha- not going to happen, pal. You've seen that those some of those uh, crazy videos of people driving through burning infernos as fires rage on around them. That's kind of like making you can live to tell the tale. You can live through lots of stuff, but yeah, I think the biggest thing is: would you do? You, is it worth living afterwards? Do you well, know what I mean? You know, sometimes uh, the living envy the dead. I mean, I know I do. I know I do, Jared. Oh, so what? So you got COVID, huh? What else is going on? Are you <laughs> real sick? Uh no. Like I, I had like the, the two day head cold, and uh, just yeah. like I uh, medicated out of it with Tylenols and Neocitrins and uh, Dayquils, Nyquils, whatever was available. And uh, I don't know. Uh, actually, then when, when the cough started popping up, that was that was getting annoying, but. Fisherman's friends, that that eucalyptus. Fisherman's friend. Yeah. Ooh, that's the one that got you. Uh, it helped. It helped. Uh, got through a nice sound sleep, and uh, after that, the coughing's kind of mm. passed. But I have noticed that when I do cough, I, I feel it. It feels. It feels sore. Yeah. Is it uh, in your chest or in your throat? Chest. Chest. Mm-hmm. And that's gonna get you. That'll get you nine times out of ten, buddy. Mm-hmm. Not to, not to good. Well, that's too bad. 
Are you off work at least? I am. Or did they make you go in? Oh no. <laughs> I, I, it is. I am not. Uh, there's nothing really essential that I have to be there at this time. And uh, the thing I had to do, I could uh, do online today. As a matter of fact. Oh, well, that's okay. Yeah. I Means better than nothing. I guess. Well, RJ, our our good friend Bagul is throwing you a home home uh, what, homecoming housewarming oh, housewarming. Housewarming. <laughs> He's like, hey, don't forget about your friend Bagul. Instead, Bagul is here. He's going to hit you with the kettle sound. He's going to hit you with the inter- internet disruptions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think my new internet is fine. Uh, we we believe that Skype may be at play. Yeah. Despite um, updating a computer, shutting it down, anything, all that, uh, Skype decided, I don't want to update either. It's like, no, you should do that. It, it it only updated once I uh, once I actually force quit it, like force stopped it and then tried to open again. It's like critical update. And I was like, oh, that would have been helpful like 10 minutes ago. The, the struggle is real. Yes, it is. Yes, it is, Jared. You want to hear about some struggling? You want to hear a quick story? Absolutely. You ever been to home hardware? I have. So you know how there's lots of like old dudes there that like – it's like old retired guys who just get the job to like hang out and talk to people kind of thing. Have you ever noticed that? Sure. Yeah. The Hank Hills. Yeah. So I, I had to go in today to get a new toilet seat. As, as you know, I do. Uh, and uh, the guy, <laughs> did, did you uh, already wreck the one that was there? I'd rather not. I'd rather not comment on what happened. Let's just say that when the carpet people put in the toilet, they uh, they had free use of the bathroom and it was unsavory upon return. So, anyways, uh, well, so I mean, I, well, is, uh, did Shitty Bill come with you? Uh, he was not there, unfortunately, because I think if he was, he would have saved me, uh, saved, saved, cleared up a lot of this. But do you think he would have been ready to throw down? Oh, he's always ready to throw hands. You don't want to throw hands with Shitty Bill. No, that dude loves fighting. Yeah. I mean, he's covered in shit. He's covered in shit. He loves rolling around in the muck. Uh, he'll get some uh, shit on you, pal. No problem. He says, oh, it, it, your, your it, shit's on me. Like, he says, it's uh, not mine. And he, and he goes, well, I don't care if it's your shit either. I'm already, I've already had enough for both of us. So I'll take on more, bud. Take it on. Can you, can you handle it? And you're going to say, no, sir. No. Why would anyone want that? You don't want that. Uh, so some, some contractors uh, made a real mess. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, and to the point where you know I'm I'm some people would say, "Oh, you clean it and you're good." But like a uh, guy like me, Jared, you know, I have certain manias. Manias. And uh this was one that I said, "You know, I can't look past this." And for peace of mind alone, I'm just going to go buy a new one. Um so I went and uh, and and by the way, like I'm I'm not downplaying it. Like it wasn't that they were using the toilet. It's when I saw this thing, I went, "Holy fuck." <laughs> I was like, "What is this? A truck stop uh, for that two days that they were here? Like it? It was, it was bad." They had so, at her, and no amount of bleach I think could kill that stuff. So, and I, I was pouring straight bleach on it too, and I was like, "It's not coming out." I was like, it's... "So, anyways, uh, so I had to go get a new toilet seat." So I thought that. Was... See, I thought that was the story. No. No, it was, what, it was what this guy said to me at Home Hardware. So he's like an old retired guy. He's like, do you need help? I was like, no, I'm good. Uh, and he's like, okay. And I like walked over the toilet seats and he followed me anyways. And he's like, he saw me like grabbing one. He's like, did you have a wild one? 
And I went, <laughs> I went, what? <laughs> he went, did you have a wild one? Uh, and I was like, yeah, sometimes you get bucked off of these and uh, there's just no saving them. And he's like, yeah, I know. He's like, you know, you uh, put on some chubby checker and you, you really get after it and you can uh, you can burn through some seats. And I went chubby checker. <laughs> he said chubby checker. Yeah. And I went, OK. <laughs> I went, yeah, I know what you mean, dude. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, these used to be on sale. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> they, they used to be. I was like, yeah, okay. Uh, and uh, he's like, you need anything else? I was like, no. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I think, th- I was like, I think this should do it, bud. I was like, thank you. And he was like, no problem. And then he walked, he like walked behind me to the uh, register too. Like, I don't know if he thought I was gonna steal this thing. <laughs> yeah. But did you just Google Chubby Checker? Well, I was literally digging this. This still is. Uh, I mean. That looks about right. <laughs> yeah, you you put some chubby checker on Jared, and uh, you you might uh, buck through some toilet seats yourself. Hmm. You know what I mean, yeah. Burn? Well, chubby checker <laughs> looks like he's uh he's he's uh, had a similar play to you and this 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 man. Your, oh yeah, your friend. Yeah, yeah. He was. I mean, he was a nice guy, and I wasn't like. I wasn't like cold or anything to him. I was, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, I just don't know what to say to you, dude. I was like, what am I supposed to say to you? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Anyways, that that was my story, Jarrett. So new house, new toilet seat, and uh, man, I, uh, a wild I'm, I'm experience. I'm really digging uh, Chubby Checker's commitment to denim. <laughs> to denim? Yeah. Well, and his ha- his hairstyle too, the high and tight. It was a pretty good poll. I uh, I haven't heard of anyone bringing up Chubby Checker in a really long time, and I was just like Chubby Checker, hey. Yeah. I was like, cool, dude. <laughs> so, anyways, I bought the seat and uh, I installed it just before we started uh, recording. Wow, I mean, look at you. I know. How are Homeowner. the and how are the cats uh, adapting? Uh, they were uh, they're okay. There's um, there's some new house sounds that they're still getting used to. So the furnace is a uh, kind of an older furnace, so mm-hmm. it, it does make some clunks and some rattles, and uh, that that spooked them quite a bit for the first two days. But uh, we were surprised actually. Uh, we thought ha- uh, Hazel would be really scared, but she actually after like an hour she was good. She's running around and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Winnie Winnie was real scared, so we were surprised by that. We're like, oh, weird. But uh, we bought this house for them because there's a bunch of big open windows that look out onto uh, tons of birds. So mm-hmm. they like the birds, Jared. How about, how's the woodpecker doing? Uh, I haven't seen that guy in a little while. Uh, once we moved in, there's not as many birds out there. Uh, so there were tons of birds before, and that little bastard was uh, eating up our trees. But we actually, we think the one tree that was really getting eaten after, we don't think it was a bird. We think uh, it was a porcupine. Had, had scratch marks in it and uh someone who lives in like someone who used to live in the area or something said to uh andy she was like oh yeah she's like you probably had a porcupine back there she's like really it's like yeah they crawl up sometimes yep. from the coolies and uh they uh they climb trees and they just kind of nest in there so it was like if that house was because this house was vacant for probably like before we bought it it was probably no one lived here for probably like a month uh, so well you have, to get, you, of, you have to get the, the smell out Actually, there. Well, yeah, at, at the time, but that's yeah. all down in that that kill room. The, well, the recording booth. The recording booth with the blood on the wall. Yeah, the... we painted over that. Good. Oh, good. Yeah, we. I, I. I tried to scrub it out and I couldn't, and I was like, and then that's another thing the carpet guys left. There was blood all over the walls after they. Left. Oh yeah, well that that was there before, but isn't that like that's that's not the carpet guy's job. 
Well, I mean, not that one, but uh, some in some of the rooms where they put in new carpet, that we, the rooms we had just painted, there was fresh blood on Wait, the walls. Wait, what? <laughs> what? And we were like, what the fuck happened in here? Yeah, there was blood on the walls. Oh, it's like, a carpet. like, not a lot. What? It was like a streak here some, some and then, like a streak a, there. Like a carpet knife? Maybe they're having carpet knife fights and wrecking your toilet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and if you what, if what, you would like that, the I mean, number that, of this, this Creepsville this, this, establishment, this is, this is this is Creepsville, ladies and germs. And I will say that uh, they were, uh, in terms of their service, they were prompt and they got it done. <laughs> well, yeah, they got nothing else better to do because uh, you're the only call they had this week. They've got they, a, they were <laughs> in and out in an hour or yeah. in a day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, there was blood on the walls too, which we we were like, "What is this?" It's like they had coffin paint too in the basement. I don't know what. And see, that's when you're like, "How is it owning a house?" I was like, "It's horrible. Look at all this shit." That, it's like all these weird things that are happening. It's like I don't want I don't want blood on the wall. Mm-hmm. I don't want carpet dudes destroying my toilet. Hell yeah, they'll be they'll be back. They have, they have, they made an extra set of keys. Oh, actually, uh, we had a keypad. We have a keypad entry. Oh, even, even better. And uh, I gave them um, a code that I have since deleted. Oh shit! That's gonna make a matter. No, they're gonna. That's gonna make the matter. That it's uh, different now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, shitty bills here. So. <laughs> yeah. Do you think they're gonna get past? Yeah, they, they, they could be in cahoots now. Oh uh, no! I, I take care of shitty bill. You know, uh, yeah. fresh pie once in a while keeps them happy. Yeah. Well, keeps them you know, so, so these guys have fresh pie too. Yeah, not, not not the kind of pie I have. We have a plum tree in the backyard. I could make him a plum pie. It's not, plum not, pudding. Uh, that That's not for months, RJ. Well, I could speed that up. Yeah. I got my own special fertilizer, Jared. Oh, that tree God. will bloom in a week. All right. So anyways, that's what my week's been like. That sounds pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you've had to deal with uh, uh, men uh, wrecking your home. Yeah. Uh, wrecking your... your belongings that's good yeah it's great yeah only a few pieces of furniture got destroyed in the move as well so all good things awesome 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 and we're here destroyed well one uh we had a glass coffee table and it didn't get wrecked and it didn't actually get wrecked in the move it was we got it here and then the next day in the morning we just said and we looked and there was a huge crack that like just overnight it just cracked Oh. Or like in the morning it cracked and it was like maybe we bumped it in the move or something. Oh shitty. I don't know. It's weird. But it was it was like a delayed crack. It was like twenty hours later, which is bizarre, oh, right? Yeah, I mean that's that's ghosts though. That it well, we took all those mirrors down, so we let all the spirits back out. Yeah. I think. You're in for it now. Yeah. Well, I know where you live, so Yeah. You if I get too here. spooked, I'll run over. Yeah. Scared. <laughs> I get a little scared. Kitties. Yeah. Well, you know, you know how it is. No. You know how it is. Well, you want to hear from Creepsvillians? Yeah. Yeah. We have Dylan Frew. Dylan Frew. With an email entitled, in all caps, big changes, exclamation mark, question mark, ad nauseum. Ad nauseum. I feel a niche. A horrible burning beneath my skin. Some kind of festering infection, like an unborn child clawing at my skin from the inside in a desperate attempt to break free. It's that time again. Oh God, it's that time. Criterion o'clock. No matter how hard I fight it, it will always win. 
There's only oh. one pain. There's only pain in my future. And debt. Just an endless existence of physical media and emotional pain. Mm. Not another rape scene. <laughs> I desperately scream, driving at full speed to Barnes & Noble. In my hand is the new Citizen Kane 4K, somehow manifested from deep within the void of eternal suffering. Oh. Howdy, fellas. This is an excerpt from my new novella on Criterion Blu-ray <laughs> addiction, my mm -hmm. own harrowing story. Could you pl please read the whole thing and promote it on your show? I'd love to get your feedback. <laughs> Oh, well, well, well see, you did. Well, Dylan, next time you should send it in a PDF form, please, and have a link to your photo gallery. Yes, I agree. Although Dylan is a, pa a patron, so yeah. we, he does have the right for it to be, uh, yeah. to be advertised. Yeah, read the submission guidelines next time, please. Yes, yes. Um, well, what do you think? Is that accurate? Oh, absolutely. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that boat covers it. I don't know how you. I don't, I don't know how you sustain uh, this narrative for, say, like a hundred pages. But uh, I mean, if, if if anyone can, I believe Dylan can. I believe so too. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a qualified guy, Jared. In all seriousness, I'm obviously joking. Ah, oh. oh, I would have bought it. That's too bad. Been meaning to write in, but just haven't got the time. What's this? I hear about some big change. Is RJ leaving? Certainly oh. seemed like that might be the case. None of us could blame him for wanting to jump ship now, but it would be a truly <laughs> sorrowful day if that's the case. Oh, no. No, 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 Dylan. You're going to be stuck with RJ and I for, for a long time. Well, I wouldn't say long time. A long time. I, I wonder what he meant by no one would blame me if I did like leave. Is there is there something I don't know about? Uh, still look online, okay? Oh, like don't Google my name. <laughs> don't look up the front page of the uh, Creepsville Herald or anything like that. It's fine. Oh, oh dear! Did you just send me that chubby checker picture again? <laughs> that was a different one. Oh, <laughs> that was a while ago. Oh, okay, the notification just popped up. I was like, is that what you're the impending doom that you're talking about? No, there's nothing, oh. there's nothing doomful about chubby at all. I mean, I didn't think so, but now I have my doubts. Now I have no. second guesses. Oh yeah, these. Uh, I mean, but yeah, there's gonna be a something coming. That's for sure. Like what? I don't know, but I think I think ultimately it will be uh, received smoothly. Oh, like a smooth kind of like a transition. Yeah. Or like something that uh, may shape the lives of other people. That's right. Shapely. Yeah. Shapely. Yeah. Yeah. To last week's episode, I think a giveaway would certainly be something special indeed. Whoever won mm. that, I'm not sure, are we talking about Bane here? Oh. Whoever won that, Bane, would really have won the entirety of the Criterion Cruise podcast, being one of the few people to have seen Bane as well as being an English teacher. I can confirm Bane is for the fans of allegories, metaphors, and similes. I, I agree. Bane is... All of those things, mm -hmm. all of them. I didn't know he was an English teacher, but now I'm even more impressed. And yes, he uh, he's one of the lucky few who Patreoned while Bane was uh, in presentation. So uh, he has gotten a, an eyeball on Bane. Few and few have, few have. Well, you got a nice, um, you got some ledges going on in that room. I think they'll make a an appropriate place for uh, for Tom. 
for well, yeah, I know, but uh, like I'm, I still have, I'm, I'm still playing with the idea of selling Bane on the Criterion Creeps website, uh, starting at, I don't know, starting bid eight hundred, oh. and then we could just see where the bids go from there. Just <laughs> the sky's the limit. Yeah, like there's no bottom, but like I think at the start would be like eight hundred. I think that'd be fair. No giveaway, huh? For Bane? Mm-hmm. Like the shipping alone would be like two hundred dollars because so the person who would win would be in like Lithuania or something. I'd have to send it to George Hoshmeiner and take like fifteen hundred dollars to get it there. Mm-hmm. Be re- it would be ridiculous. Worth every penny. Well, I mean, I do it for George, but he's not going to win, so <laughs> I'm just deciding that now. <laughs> You're disqualifying him. I'm just disqualifying him now. Yeah. So, anyways. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen uh, in, in the weeks to come. Jarrett didn't tell even me, guys. So No. But maybe I'm leaving. Ooh. Who's going to take over? To give a question for this week, aside from the big news, I will mm-hmm. ask simply, what are your Paul Thomas Anderson picks? I've been catching up recently, and besides Licorice Pizza, I'd like to hear your brief view on each of his films. Thanks, as always, fellas. Hope my fears aren't true. Uh, well, I mean, the podcast isn't over like tonight's episode, so I could, I could announce a departure by the end. That's true. Who knows? Who knows? One day you'll just hear that sound, the headphones just getting thrown onto the, onto the table. Just uh, the sound of a spinning chair. Yeah. I won't even end the call. I'll just leave. And then you'll have to sit here. Because Jarrett can't end the call unless I do too, so he'll have to just sit here and and wait for me to never come back. Because I wouldn't. You wouldn't. It might happen. We'll see. I wonder what people think the like the final straw would be for me. I'd like I'd like to see them write in about that. Ooh, that's a good one. What, what do they think would actually get me to go? Actually. 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 So RJ. Well, nice to hear from my friend. Heart eight. What about heart eight? Brief, brief thoughts. Oh, about Heart Eight. Yeah, Paul Thomas Anderson. Um, I mean, I like Heart Eight. I only saw it one time a while ago. Uh, like, I can't quite remember what. It's, like, I thought it was good. I didn't think it was. Um, I don't think it's up there with all the ones I really like of his. It's somewhere in the middle for me. Um, John C. Riley's really good in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, I I think Heart Eight's like actually a pretty great movie compared like for a feature film debut for yeah for like a like it's um it's so good um but he gets better and that's the that's that's the crazy thing Uh, so i rate the movie pretty highly because i mean it's him doing a martin scorsese kind of uh thing but uh yeah i mean that's that's pretty pretty impressive that he he came out and uh it's just so polished. Like if this movie came out now, people would be losing their shit over it. And this, oh, yeah. but so I, don't, I guess maybe when people hold up to his later stuff, they like more, maybe they'd like it less, but I don't know. I think this, I think the movie's super good. Um, mm-hmm. Boogie Nights, uh, is perfection. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I don't Boogie know. Nights is the best. Boogie Nights is the best. Uh, best. Magnolia. I used to really love that movie a lot. I love the Amy Mann score, uh, soundtrack. And, uh, but on rewatch, it's kind Kind of goofy, and I mean that's kind of goofy. Kind of goofy. It's uh, yeah. There's some stuff about it. I'm like, this movie is definitely a little on the long side. It's still. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very, 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 very good. 
but very good, very good. But I don't know. It's it, it does seem uh, now to me like lesser PT. Yeah, I agree. Wait, no, I don't think I've seen that one. Magnolia? Oh no, I thought you were talking. I thought you said something else. I I like Magnolia quite a bit. I haven't watched it in like seven years, yeah. maybe or so. So it's been a long time. I don't know if how well it hold up, but. I like Magnolia. Yeah, because it's kind of his Robert Altman three-hour anthology Slices of people's lives. Yes, yes. Uh, Punch Drunk Love, again, is uh, a great American classic, as is There Will Be Blood. He made made these movies back-to-back. That is a a hell of a thing. Mm -hmm. It's pretty, uh, pretty, pretty amazing, some would say. Some say that uh yeah because some he, might say well because then he, in 2007 which is just a a wild year of movies because you have that and you have no country for old men that, that are so, like for some reason very similar in my head i think it's because it's set out in deserts but both are just like pretty impeccable mm-hmm. movies. um the master is just not the movie i want it to be that's always been my yeah i i had like such a different expectations for it and then i think that's on me yeah because like when i remember when this movie he started the whole process that this was going to be uh his his scientology movie and i remember at one point when jeremy renner was a a big star and he (laughs) was going to be the main character in it philip seymour hoffman was going to be essentially l ron hubbard it's like god damn then the the weirdness with uh suddenly jeremy renner friends with uh Tom Cruise and suddenly I I can't do that movie anymore. Whatever it was, like, mm-hmm. I think I think it's all been kind of hand waved away. Saying that never was going to happen, but I think I think I don't know. About Jeremy that. was Renner was too busy being Hawkeye. It worked it worked out okay. It worked yeah. out okay. I think for everybody because this this was like kind of the uh, uh, Joaquin Unleashed mm-hmm. uh, era. Yeah. And I mean, if we never, if we didn't have Joaquin in the Master, we may never have had Joker. Well, can you imagine? <laughs> Could you imagine a world without Joker, Jared? I don't think so. Did... I don't think so. Well, yeah, because I guess it all his um, retooling of himself began with the "I'm still here." And... Uh, well, yeah, even before that, or is "I'm still here" the documentary thing that he did? Yeah, that's that 2010 thing. Yeah, with with uh, directed by Casey Affleck. Yes, it was. Yeah. Casey Affleck was in the news recently. Was he? Mm, maybe not. <laughs> Actually, no, he wasn't. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Uh, I don't know. It's, he could have been in the news. Yeah. Well, I, I think like, I think I mentioned him briefly, saying that when there was that uh, that party at that hotel after the Oscars, where there was actually oh, a picket right. line yeah. going on, and all these uh, assholes crossed it because oh, they went home. We can still have a party, folks. It's Jay Z. Um, uh, Casey Affleck was like, "Nah, I'm not doing that." And you're like, "There you go." <laughs> yeah. Of all people. Yeah. I... Yeah. Well, then you, okay. But... And then the story developed now too because of the new news today, not with Casey Affleck, but with. Your buddy Ezra. That's where my mind was. I was connecting dots that weren't there. I see. You see? Dots. Dots. And then, connecting and, dots. And then and then we then we had her with Joaquin. Yes, we did. Uh Inherent Vice, which uh who's the next Paul Thomas Anderson movie to discuss. Not, yeah. a, not a fan. 
RJ, not a yeah. fan. I remember thinking it was okay, but uh, pretty low tier in my PTA ranking. So mm-hmm. it's not uh, it's not up there with the uh, with the ones that I like quite a bit. And, and uh, that's okay. And then Phantom Thread. Ooh, very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, yeah, and I haven't, I still haven't seen Licorice Pizza, but you talked about it like two weeks ago, so something like that. Uh, is it available for streaming? I know the Batman's out on streaming. Yeah, I know. I think uh, Big Sugarhead, I th- I believe, was given it a rip. I don't know if he has logged said film yet, but uh, I believe he watched it. Hmm. Uh, I believe. Okay, must not be. It's not streaming in Creepsville yet. What uh licorice pizza. Oh no. I mean I'm sure it'll come soon though. Oh yeah. It'll come soon. Yeah. Uh we'll get there. But got that's that. Uh next we got Shane O'Mac. <gasps> Throwing hands, eh? With an email titled Back Like a Will Smith Slap, aka something nobody wanted or deserved. Hey creeps. Ooh. Medium length time, not first time. It's been a hot minute since I listened or wrote in, but felt it was time. A few quick quips from the intro and email discussion from the Dazed episode. RJ is completely right, and Frailty is an awesome movie. Yes. See, everyone likes that movie, but I don't. But it's like this idea that it's unloved. It's, it's I I think at the time it was people did not like that movie when it came out. I, I don't. I think it just didn't have much of a release. But it seemed like it, yeah. it caught on because that was like kind of when everyone was watching everything on DVD anyway. Uh I gotcha. Yeah, it caught on, but I don't know. Yeah, I remember. No. The, I remember the ending being like it just felt like a very abrupt movie. Uh yeah, but I think it's like um, it's like not earn but it's it makes sense in terms of the story where it's just like okay it's done and then it just stops yeah you know what i mean <laughs> they're like that's the, all the story we have maybe bill paxton can do a sequel one day yeah <laughs> one day one day he's not doing anything right now right <laughs> he sure isn't okay well i i'll look forward to it then all right you're all wrong on the best musical ever unless only feature length are in contention well, that was my assumption. If not, mm-hmm. the best is episode, or sorry, season one, episode eleven, the Phantom of Crowley High of Todd in the Book of Pure Evil. Uh, I have heard of something like that, but I've never seen something. Okay, like that. I mean, if RJ doesn't know about it, then I th- I that Book of Pure Evil thing, I've I I know I've heard that before. Okay, see, like that's something that I've, I would assume you would have been into. For some reason, no, I don't like musicals, dude. I told you, no, that. but no, the, at the TV show, though. Oh, the book. Well, I and that's what like I, I do remember it because uh, it it did sound something like it popped up on my radar, but I never actually watched it. If okay. that makes sense, yeah, because the name is very familiar. Yeah, it's yeah. a piece of Canadian RJ. Ooh, I always like that. Uh, YouTube always. horny like the devil. If you haven't watched the I... show. Jason Mewes is pure, like... pure gold. Oh, you can I... thank me later. I will have to thank you later on that one. <laughs> um, I uh, I, I met Jason Mewes in real life once. Yeah, I got a signed uh, copy of Mallrats, buddy. Ooh, and Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. He signed them both, wow. no extra charge. Damn. And uh, he took uh, pictures with me. He was a very nice guy. He was very nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what Neil Patrick Harris has against him. I thought he was lovely. 
In the TV show discussion, I have been creeping Vice's dark side of the ring and ruining my childhood while learning some interesting wrestling history. One interesting point is one half of the greatest named tag team of the NWO, Vicious and Delicious. Scott Norton was complaining about his hotel room in North Korea to his wife on the phone when it went dead and he was taken from his room and threatened to never speak badly about North Korea ever again. That trip would make a good movie. It could be a zany buddy road comedy. Ric Flair, Chris Benoit, Scott Norton, Two Cold Scorpio, and Road Warrior Hawk join Muhammad Ali for a zany trip in North Korea with a host of Japanese wrestlers. What could possibly go wrong? Let's crown funded creeps. You know about, uh, you ever watch or heard of Dark Side of the Ring, RJ? It's on, uh, I have. It's on Crave. I have. It's got full seasons too, right? Yes, like, yes it does. Yep. Uh, I have, and uh, it did look good. Uh, I added it to my list, but then I started watching Star Trek. Oh, that's... Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that was a decision. It was a decision, all right. Yeah. But uh, Yeah, I've watched the first two seasons, I think, only. Let's see here. Where of uh, Dark Side of the Ring? Yeah. 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 Uh, and and no seasons of Enterprise, just one episode, half or yeah, no one full episode, I guess. Sad, sad. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Sad. I've seen. Oh, you know what? I've never seen the last episode of season two, the final days of Owen Hart. Oh, what? You got to watch that. It's Owen Hart, baby. I know, but uh, I think the one that I like the most was the oh god what's the title of it no what the heck I'm trying to skim through these titles the names of these episodes mm-hmm. they were very good oh so the one I liked a lot was Cocaine and Cowboy Boots the Herb Abrams story uh, it, it's about this guy who started a wrestling fed called the UWF mm-hmm. uh, it is that it's episode 8 of season 2 that episode I think is uh, every, everything I love about Wrestling, Wrestling? yeah, <laughs> it's I gotcha. just so strange and scummy. Oh, I love that one. It's because it's like mm. I don't, I didn't know anything about it going in. Mm. Like everything else, like Dave, Schultz, yeah, Dave Schultz and the slap heard around the world, the, ass- mm. the assassination of Dino Bravo, Dino Bravo, okay, mm. yep, Dino Bravo. Uh, oh, it, actually, the uh, the episode on New Jack is awesome too because New Jack's a fascinating man. New Jack City? Is that the guy? Well, New Jack. Just New Jack? That, that's where he got his name, though. Was from New Jack City? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And he just died like a year ago. From what? I don't know. Old age? Uh, well, he's a wrestler. I'm not sure how, how old he actually was. Oh, he died of a heart attack. He died of a heart attack? 58. Yeah, that'll happen. They get you, man, those yeah. heart attacks. But yes, they get uh, you. For, for those who uh, don't actually want to watch wrestling, but like uh, lurid tabloid uh, history stuff, mm. see, the, it's worthwhile. That might be just the thing for me. I, uh, you should, uh, once you're done that, are you going to watch that cursed films that uh, one stuff Sam likes? Because I watched the first two episodes. Maybe I'll tell you about them next week or something. Of season two? Season two, yeah. Yeah. You should watch that if you like lurid stuff about movie making, but don't actually want well, to watch the movies. I, I want lurid stuff about wrestling making. Oh, okay. Maybe not that then. Yeah. That's not for you. 
Um, Maybe not that. Shane continues. With that mm-hmm. out of the way, let's talk about one of my favorite films of all time, Days and Confused. Ooh, this baby. movie brings back so many memories. Even though I went through high school from the late 80s to early 90s, this really was relatable. Mm-hmm. I'm not one who looks back on high school like it's the best time of my life, and this movie brings back the lows and highs of that time for me. I would say I started off high school as a Hirschfelder in grade 9, mm. and would say ended up more of a cross between Tony and Slater by 12, with a touch of O'Banion, as I did have to do another year of 12 to get a couple oh. of missed credits. The, the, the super senior. Uh, mm-hmm. We had our versions of Wooderson that lurked around, which I'm sure all high school classes have had. Oh yes, they're there. Yeah, there is a. There's the one guy. I said I don't know if anybody. Specific, no one comes to mind from when I went to school. I think when my dad went, there was a guy that just like he kept hanging out named Barry, but he was just like he was like a drug dealer. But um, the the there's lots of gateways, doorways that open. Being that guy who just like I've got nothing else better to do but hang out in front of a high school and sell drugs, ladies. <laughs> Some people, uh, some people like that. <laughs> yeah. Some people love that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But lastly, I wanted to touch on the hazing initiation. This mm. was in full swing in my small Berta community. Oh yeah. The summer of '89 was full of former grade eight students getting covered in shaving cream and other and other lovely bathroom products. It continued the first few days of grade nine, where the future grad class members would wait at bus stops to nail the new class one final time before the formal initiation, which included mm-hmm. humiliation at lunch in the parking lot with such tropes as forcing people to eat peanut butter out of diapers and the oh. such. <clears throat> I I didn't know that one. I've never seen one like that. That's a. Uh, it sounds like some shitty bill stuff. That is some real shitty bill stuff. Mm-hmm. Also, more shaving cream and other creams. Hmm. In the afternoon was kangaroo court, where the gym was filled with the school and staff, and the incoming class were made to endure punishments akin to sack races, the spinning with your head down on a bat, and then running some task and other events. What What about other events? I uh, I don't think like I I never saw people doing like the humiliation stuff when I went through like not even like girls but not um because I know that's like in days and confused it was mostly the ladies but I never even saw um like dudes do that it was it was legitimately just paddling just paddling that's all I saw like good old fashioned paddling paddling the school canoe mm-hmm. I did forget to mention that the first day of class had a meeting of grade 12 students where the drafted grade 9 slaves to boss around for the week. Usually there would be less humiliating events like house parties that, if you were liked enough, your master would invite bring you to. In my yeah. grad year, this practice got abolished when school started, so I never got to partake from the abuser role, which at the time annoyed me. But looking back makes me happy. Thinking of these things now make me wonder how this was accepted and happy no one can complain of, um, of the hell I made their life to start their high school experience. Yeah, probably for the best, right? Yeah. Well, that was long-winded. Guess I had a lot to get off my chest. Anyways, keep it frosty creeps. And Tuesday's Gone, I think, stands the test of time for me as the best song in the soundtracks. Shane about... Omac. Shane Omac. What about Love Hurts? Well... I don't know. Well, what? <laughs> I don't know. Ah, uh, jeez. Oh, ah, oh, jeez. Ah, oh, jeez, Jerry. Well, yeah, no, I'm I'm glad that uh, he likes it too. And see, he's a guy who 
as he said, uh, maybe didn't have the the best high school experience, but still, still got some out of it. That's what I like to hear. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Want to hear from Ruben Barbosa? Holy shit! Yeah. Okay. Movie report two: Electric Boogaloo. Uh, ooh, what does that mean? Howdy, crypt keepers. I hope you found this week's creep to be extremely exciting, incredibly riveting, and immensely poignant. I'm sure RJ will place the film in the top 20 of his Criterion ranked list, <clears throat> and that Jarrett will need at least an hour to go over all the details of the story. Really, uh, totally, genuinely wish I could have been a guest this week. Really. He could have signed up on the Patreon. But enough about Anus Amore. Oh, God. I'm here to talk about the most recent A24 film that's being overrated by movie nerds. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh-oh. Does it deserve to be number one in the letterbox top 250? Hell no. Was it, as many reviews put it, life-changing? Not really. Does it deserve the hype? Maybe? Is it a good movie? Mm. Sure. It's a pretty good flick. The action scenes, editing, and cinematography were very well done, and the two leads, Michelle Yu and the actor playing her husband, did fantastic jobs. The dialogue felt natural all throughout, the family dynamic was fun to watch, and the humorous moments never felt inappropriate. I also really liked how much effort was put in to make the majority of the effects practical. The movie has its issues, though. There's a major supporting character that, in my opinion, needed a lot more development in the first third, and the pacing of the second act felt uneven. There are more specific problems I have with the story, but me explaining them would spoil major plot points, so I'm just going to end my report here. Check it out if you haven't. Well, Ruben, if, uh... I had not been inflicted this week with the vid. Um, I probably would have gone to see it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought you just did anyways. I thought you were, you know, just being one of those guys who's like, ah, it's good. Everyone gets it, you know. <laughs> come come share some popcorn with me. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I know. Maybe next week you can see it. I think it sounds good. Maybe. But, uh yeah, and I mean, it's too bad that he couldn't come on uh, this week because that anus amore was a high-quality joke, and I wish I, I had thought of that. So. Yeah, you, you really fucked up there. Yeah, I uh, you just can't get them all, man. You can't get them all, which is too bad. Too uh, bad. Question time. Yeah. Through means unknown, John Criterion has discovered where you live. As is expected, he breaks into your home pulls out a firearm, and points it at your greatest human and or animal love. He then gives you four options. Number mm. one, watch every film directed by Jean Renoir. Number two, watch mm. every film directed by Saijin Suzuki. <laughs> Number three, watch every film directed by Michelangelo Antioni. Oh. Number four, watch your loved one perish at the hands of John Criterion. Oh, Which God. option do you choose? Uh, I would probably go with, out of those three, whichever one we have the least amount of movies left for. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> probably Renoir. Well, you have to watch all of them. Again? But I think Antioni's probably got the least fil- number of films. Okay, Antioni then. Ant- Antioni. Whichever one is fewer. That's, uh, that's, that's easy. 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 Because you got to watch them all anyway, so. Yeah. Oh, look at that. I just, I'm, I'm going to double check this. I don't, I don't want to make the wrong the wrong choice here. Mm. Oh, well, God. 37. No, no. Antonio Leone's? Uh, it's a bunch of short films. Or sh- or shit that, like, they're like, yeah, there's like, that's, that's like, not yeah, bad. Then. There's some like 10 minute ones in this list. Yeah. Short films would be fun. Yeah. See, even better. Antioni. 
And sure. don't, don't go on. I, think, I think there's way too much genre in war. Uh, yeah. I mean, we haven't well, even gotten it's, like... It's actually not that far. I mean, 41, but how many of those are short films? Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. It's pretty close, but man, I, I don't ever want to see Alina and her men ever again. Ever. Uh, well, you might not have that choice. There's always a choice, RJ. Well, maybe you're the one leaving. No one, no one thought of that. What a twist! What a twist! Go yeah. out on Ennu Amor. Yeah, Antioni. Antonioni. Yeah. Okay, I'm fine with that. Cool. All right. Thanks for the email, Ruben. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, Keegan Day. Ooh, Michael Key. Experimentational. Hey, fellas. I got curious recently with the cons news about Cronenberg's new Crimes of the Future movie, and I went and watched his first two movies from way back, Stereo and Crimes of the Future. They were weird as shit, all silent except for some narration. I kind of like Stereo, but Crimes not so much, but some of the noises in Crimes made my dog do that funny little head tilt thing, so they were alright. What are some experimental movies that you guys really like that are better than these first Cronenberg movies that I'm guessing he made at his uni? Uh, somewhere in Toronto. Yeah, there's like the one school that he charted in with the uh, the brutalist architecture. That, uh, is, I, it's on the Wikipedia. Um, yeah, RJ, what are your favorite experimental films? Experimental? Yeah, I mean, I know you're a big fan. <clears throat> Stan Brackage films. Yeah, there you go. Without a doubt. All of them, too. Because you can't rate just one. It's uh, To appreciate Brackage, you have to do all of Brackage, right, Jared? absolutely it's one sitting so uh yeah i'm I'm gonna say brackage which is probably a surprise to no one (laughs) yeah i'm trying to find uh what's a give me a actually i'll look it up this way give you a what oh a a brackage title uh dog star man there you go yes i just need one so they can follow my tag Ah, uh, yeah, Dog Star Man, or uh, The Dark Tower, or um, Confessions of a Shopaholic, I believe is one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sex in the City is another one. Uh, Big Bang Theory is another one. Yeah, his his later work got real weird. Uh, it was super experimental. It's it's crazy. I think it's uh, crazy. I'm not sure how well known it is outside on outside of Letterbox, but possibly in Michigan from 1983 is worth watching. Possibly Michigan. Possibly in Michigan. I see. I see. I see. Uh, early David Lynch, I guess, is a a shoe in. Yep. Yep. His stuff's all great. All great. Well, I mean, I like his stuff. You know, remember the Alphabet, Jerry? Remember oh. that? I sure do. Remember three men, what is that? Three men sick or something six, like that? Six. Six men that are sick? Well, six is two times as good as three. That's right. So, all great stuff. It's great. TH. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's experimental filmmaking that, in a that, nutshell. Right there. Done. That's it. Brackage is all of it. So. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else you got, big guy? One last email. Ooh. What do well, we got? Rob Eagle. Ooh, what about him? Break it to me gently. Uh Uh-oh. Hi, creeps. 
I enjoyed Licorice Pizza more than any movie I've seen for ages. I liked it especially because I had no idea what was going to happen next. At times, it was edge-of-the-seat suspenseful. Watching the lead kid, I was thinking, my word, he looks so much like... Then I remembered you guys were talking about some movie starring Philip Seymour Hoffman's son. Yes, guys, I'm probably the only guy in the world who didn't mm-hmm. know it was him. I sure yeah. have my finger on the pulse of cultural. I'm sorry, on the cultural pulse. Uh, oh dear! But I, uh, when I saw the trailer, I think I was telling people that then, because I don't, I don't think anyone was really expecting Philip Seymour Hoffman's son to be showing up in movies all of a sudden. Probably you most could... people didn't even know we had a son. Check the tapes. See if uh, if Jared said it or not. If he did, he probably would have mentioned it on the podcast. I, check I, the tapes. I, I would have. Yeah. Yeah. So, someone can check them for us. I thought Cooper Hoffman was very, very good. Playing a smart-ass, super-confident kid, yet still making him charming and likable and not an annoying Ferris Bueller-type asshole. Mm. Yeah, no one likes uh, no one likes annoying, right, Jared? No. Not one bit, RJ. Yeah. Thank you, Jarrett, for last week breaking the news to me of Gilbert Gottfried's death. Mm. Mm-hmm. And thank you also for your touching reply to my frantic email. What was your reply? He said, I quote directly, spoilers. What? That's what I... Well, see, that's that's not true, Rob. I, 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 I had two responses. Because I think my first one... Because apparently... He had not heard that Gilbert Godfrey had died. Yes, apparently he had not. And then he, he emailed, and I happened to be like on, because like probably uploading the episode, and I responded. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. But then I was like, you know, I think I think Gilbert Godfrey would would be proud of the joke. Was saying, Spoilers. Spoilers. He's, he's dead. I mean, he would have been on board with that. Absolutely. Right? right? He was a, yeah. <laughs> My brother, too, lacks a certain sensitivity. He took care of my cat while I was on holiday. Upon my return, I asked how Tinkerbell was doing. Your cat's dead, he said. I was taken aback. Not so much by my cat's demise, but the brutal way he told me. Dear Lord, I gasped. Why didn't you say something like, Tinkerbell was up on the roof chasing birds, then she slipped and fell, so I took her to the vet, but unfortunately I was too late. Did you not think of that? He just shrugged. By the way, I asked, how's mom? Well, Rob, she was up on the roof chasing birds. <laughs> I see. Insert crickets chirping sound effect here. See, RJ got it. Oh, I see. I see. Well, that's all for now, guys. Regards, Ron Eagley. <laughs> you, you see that Ron Eagley thing? Mm-hmm. Do you know what he was doing there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. It's classic. Yeah, that's a... Uh... <laughs> I would I wouldn't like a joke like that. That would make me sad. I don't like when people are mean about jokes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Jarrett sometimes just yells at me and like calls me names and stuff like that. And it's like it's just mean, man. Mean. It's just it's just like mean, man. Hey, shut yeah. up. <laughs> See. <laughs> See. Anyways. Well, thanks everyone for the emails. Yes, thanks to all. For your emails. So, RJ. Yeah. What you been creeping on this week? Nothing. I moved. I was oh. busy. I was busy. Uh, I could. Yeah. So, I guess the one thing, though, is 
you you were able to complete your voyage through Enterprise before yes. you moved. Yeah. So those memories are trapped at that other house. Yes, they are, which is unfortunate. So I don't know. I don't know what we can do. I don't know if we can even talk about it anymore. Yeah. It's sense, part of my life. The, that's... The, the sense memories is locked away from you now. I know. It's a, I need that residual smell of my basement. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That, Where it, that funk. Well, everyone's got a funk. Yeah. But that's like the... I mean, I guess Shitty Bill's still with you, so... Oh, well, yeah. He's helping with that mortgage. Yeah. he, he Well, he helps in, in his own way. Uh, but yeah, I did finish Enterprise. I can't speak to it. But uh, I, I, I know you have some stuff. Do you want to talk or... Uh, are you getting tired there? Tired? Well, uh, my my mind is ready to go. My uh, voice is not so much. Eh, it's 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 better. It's better. I had a a, you know, a little fisherman's a little, friend. A, a little sip. A little sip of my bottle here. What's in that bottle, Jared? Uh, this is some Pepsi Zero. Ah, and uh, is that the official drink of COVID nineteen? Uh, no. But uh, let me tell you, it it definitely tastes weird. Because, Does it burn? Be, no, it just tastes weird because yeah. of, because of my tongue. I know. Yeah, it's a shitty thing, dude. Shitty Bill knows, and now you know too. Okay, well, I know you watch movies. If you'd like to talk about them, you're more than welcome to. But if you're if you're uh, if you got the vid tongue and you'd rather not, I can talk about Enterprise, or we can just we can just skip it this week too. If you'd like a. If you want a short episode this week to uh mm. to rest up yeah i just i mean most of the stuff i watched i don't know if uh <laughs> i feel like i'd have to be backtracking a lot to explain a lot of this stuff because i, I feel like uh you probably aren't incredibly familiar with the uh american invasion of panama in 1980 <laughs> it's, it's one of the only things i know about oh okay great intimately okay uh yeah what do you so what, what are your thoughts on noriega I know about Pablo Noriega. Uh, he was a uh, a guy who lived one time. Um, he lived in near Granada, right? Grenada. Mm-hmm. Grenada. Yeah, Grenada. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about any of that stuff. Okay. So uh, well, this was a, a. I'm surprised this actually won the Academy Award for Best Documentary Feature in 1993. Uh, it's a documentary just about uh, that time the U.S. said, "Hey." We we want to make sure our 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 kind of guy is running things, you know, uh, in Panama. And, oh uh, yeah, because uh, Noriega, he he wasn't playing ball anymore, and so <laughs> it seems like a lot of it comes down to like George Bush won. He didn't want to be viewed as a wimp, <laughs> so he yeah. so he sent twenty three thousand soldiers to another country and killed like a thousand people. <laughs> like for like six months or sorry like not even like two months and <laughs> no one talks about this i mean i i was um six at the time so this this one kind of slid by and it just not it doesn't get talked about that much but it seems like the whole like central america south america stuff with uh the, the u.s government through the 80s 90s um it's 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 so complicated to me Mm-hmm. And there's just like there's so many like it just it gets kind of uh it blurs. So watching this, uh it's very low budget, I guess. Like it's just talking heads. There's not much you can really do to spruce it up. It's using news footage and stuff like that. But 
I don't know, you just you watch this thing, you're like, man, like the things that happen in this world that no one even thinks about. And it's like this like little node on a letterbox list I was skimming through. And uh, I saw that uh, a, uh, uh, what do you call him? I guess like a political analyst, uh, Michael Parenti, he, he gets interviewed in this a little bit. And I was kind of looking him up and I saw that he was in this. This was the most well-regarded, I guess, of the films that he's been in. Mm-hmm. So I clicked on it, watched it on YouTube. And uh, yeah, I was just like, man, I don't know, RJ. I don't know if there's ever really been a uh, that great of U.S. president ever. It seems like... Uh, what about Ike Eisenhower? Dwight? Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's some problems there too, RJ. What about Ford? <laughs> problems there too, RJ. Damn. What about uh, Buckley? Hey, B- Buckley? That's son of a bitch. William F. Buckley. He was like the 16th president or something. <laughs> William, William F. Buckley was, William not, was, was not a president. <laughs> Yeah, well, who was he then? He, tell he, me. He, he was like Tucker Carlson of the like fifties and sixties. Was he right wing? Oh yeah, he's All he's right. he's like the he's like the I don't even call him like the father of like kind of your contemporary conservative movement. He was like the he founded the oh, National I, Review. Oh God, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll, <laughs> See, we'll, oh well, well, you yeah, you watch uh, like one interview with William Buckley and you'll go, oh, I um. He's, I, he's got that like real um, kind of that New England accent. Yeah, and oh yeah, he's so like reptilian. So and just and just, and just yellow teeth. Because like, you watch yeah, the footage okay. of it. Yeah, oh. that I think. That, I mean, th- are you thinking of like maybe? Uh, geez. No, I, I I was thinking I I like I I just threw William F. Buckley as a joke, but it was because there's um <laughs> in one of those DC animated movies, it's like Batman, Superman, like uh, Doomsday or something like that, like from like 15 years ago. There's a scene where uh, Gorilla Grodd is controlling uh, Solomon Grundy, and Grundy like he's talking, so like Grundy's actually speaking and not in zombie voice, and they knock him out, and the and uh, Batman's or Superman's like that's weird. And uh, Batman's like, yeah, Grodd sounded like William F. Buckley. And then it, it cuts to another scene. I always thought that was super funny. I never really looked up who William what? F. Buckley was. Yeah, I can't, I can't do it properly because you know yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the the nasal passage, it's congestion, ah, RJ. That's but, okay. Well, so I had this uh, irritant way of speaking like this. <laughs> that would be how Gorilla Grodd might speak, or um, yeah, eh, perhaps. That would make sense. Yeah. That'd be gr- yeah. great voice casting right there. Oh, it was uh, it was a terrific joke. I didn't even know who William F. Buckley was, but I thought the line was hilarious. Because well, the name like... sounds so preposterous. Yeah, I know. You know and and yeah. the kids love the, they they know their historical <laughs> references. I mean, I hope so. Mm. I hope so. Um. Yeah. Anyways, good stuff. Okay, so tell me more about Panama Canal. Uh, the Panama Deception. Oh yes, and not to be Different confused the with canal. the song. The the song Panama. The, oh, I see. <laughs> I see, which is that's a good one too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, are you done talking about Panama? Uh, I, can, I can be. I, I talk, do you want me to talk about Van Halen? Um. Don't ask me. I don't know anything about them. No, that's okay. Eddie you don't have to talk. or. The, the band itself yeah drummer's got one arm it's pretty cool <laughs> pretty hey? cool 
Yeah. Uh, then I uh, also watched this this other documentary called Psy War: The Real Battlefield Is Your Mind, which is a terrible title, absolutely terrible. This is just kind of about um, kind of the development of psyops. Mm-hmm. You know, we all see the word psyops get used on Twitter, very oh like, yeah, and like on the MK Ultra stuff. Yeah, yeah, that kind of idea, <clears throat> just uh, you know, manufacturing consent, all that jazz. Yeah. Uh, th- this has just been covered, I think, way better by Adam Curtis in documentary form. Like once you've watched Adam Curtis, his stuff is just so a little bit more artful and eloquent in his presentation. This just seems like really even by t- by 2010 standards this feels really rinky dink there's like some good information in there uh there's one quote that i uh, i posted as my review on letterbox for this mm-hmm. uh which is uh, referencing this book called the status seekers by vance packard um who was talking about something called the merchants of discontent uh, which is a deliberate strategy by advertisers targeting the less affluent with status symbol messaging Mm-hmm. For those with little chance of changing their social conditions conditions in life, consumerism offers a quick fix where they feel like they are climbing the social hierarchy when, in fact, they are standing still. And one of the things that came to mind was luxury items like Criterion DVDs and Blu-rays. Ooh. And these, like, with fancy packaging, you know, for the... How like, fancy? Uh, it varies. I mean, they've kind of been overtaken by, you know, other boutique labels. But this is sort of like these items where, like, man, look at the packaging. Look at the artwork. I feel like a connoisseur in my very own home. But but it feels like you're doing something. You're bettering yourself. You're at your, you're climbing that social uh, ladder. But you're just kind of like, no, you're just a guy who's got a bunch of DVDs on a bookshelf somewhere. And isn't that isn't that all of us a little bit? Right? You know what I mean? Some, some of us have Bane statues. Some of us do have Bane statues. How many do you own? I have none. And that's, my, and that's, where, my, that's where I come up short. Jarrett. Jarrett. How many min, minifigs do you own, though? Many. And the, mm. the paints I've got. And, how, like, if we had a scale and we put Bane on one side and minifigs on another, where do you think the scale falls? <sighs> ethically. Well, Bane's, Bane's a pretty heavy statue. No, I mean ethically. I, I know. <laughs> Well, he is a metaphor. I'm, 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 it's heavy. I mean, yeah. that, you saw that fur collar? Paul, oh, yeah. Pops that? Yeah. And do you know about the darkness, Jared? Do you know about, like, not the band, the darkness, but about Bane's darkness? I know about Talia al Ghul. Well, yeah, she's in there, too, sometimes. Sometimes. Spoil- I don't want to spoil anything. Spoilers. I don't want to spoil anything for anyone. But uh, Well, that sounds cool. Yeah. That sounds cool. But, yeah, no, it's... I don't know. Watch Adam Curtis, RJ. Come on. I know. I will. Break in the new house. With Adam Curtis? Yeah. I will eventually. One of these days. One of these days. Uh, The other thing I checked out was the Chomsky-Foucault debate on human nature. Uh, I know about Chomsky. You know about Chomsky? I do, actually. You know about Foucault? Uh, I don't know about Foucault, but I I do know a bit about Chomsky. Everyone knows about Chomsky. Uh, it's like I mean, it's always like, well, he's a he's a linguist, you know, and I'm like, that's like probably the most uninteresting part of him, because <laughs> he like he, even when he's talking about it here, like, he's just like yeah. I don't know, he seems like just like rambling on and oh yeah, I know all about this, but then he starts talking about activism and politics and he just like springs to life, mm-hmm. uh, and then you have uh, uh, Michel Foucault, who's uh, the other guy. 
philosopher, uh, kind of social critic, mm. Frenchman. Uh, French, yeah. Say. And, you, and you know what they say about uh, the French, RJ? They're goofy, or that they're assholes. And there's another. There's another word in there. We'll we'll talk about that in the movie. Portion. I see. But uh, so the, these two have a a debate apparently. But the first half of this, so it's also I guess it's in the 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 Netherlands. The Need Netherlands. Yeah, the Netherlands. And uh, boy, the one of the things I was really captivated by was they would cut to the crowd, like the mm-hmm. audience in, at this thing. The hair, RJ. I sent you one because uh, one of the, I think the one I sent you reminded me of one of our dear listeners. Ah, uh, yeah, I, I do remember the one you sent me. Let me uh, mm, let me just yawn into the microphone there. Let me just pull this up right here, Jared. It's on my messenger. Mm-hmm. I remember the picture, but I should pull it up just, just so I can, uh, mm-hmm. you know, give For you reference. a good uh, yeah, a little reference, a little reference. Where where was this? How far ago was this? Oh, there it is. Oh yes, and uh, do you believe that this looks like Dylan Fra? Uh, no. Is it? Who do you think it looks like? Uh, perhaps uh, like Paul Dano, RJ. Oh, I see. Am I looking at the right picture? Probably. Probably. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think I'm looking at the right picture. I have a lot. I have, a, but I didn't send it most any of these ones to you. Yeah. I thought you were talking about Dylan Fra. No, 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 no. Yeah, Fra. So what else happened then? Uh, <laughs> so the thing I kept noticing though, RJ, here, I'll send, yeah. you, I'll send you one fresh that you haven't seen before. Okay. Uh, through the chat here. Okay. Beep, boop, 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 boop. There's a lot of men, a lot of men with their fingers and hands to their chins. Finger, oh, that guy looks like you. Mm. That guy looks exactly like you. Exactly. Like, honestly, exactly like you. Okay, one sec. RJ, I'm not done. Yeah. Want to see another one? Yeah. Where is it? There you go. What about that one? This guy also looks exactly <laughs> like you. Yeah. Well, every every one of these people, every one of these guys looks like you. Wait, like everyone. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. This one, this one's definitely the least like me, but. Uh. But, but you can say it still. That guy looks like Gary Oldman, kind of. A little bit, actually. He actually yeah. doesn't thumbnail. He looks like Gary. Yeah, he, he looks just like Gary Oldman. <laughs> Some people say Gary Oldman is the chameleon, Jarrett. So I, uh, he he could have been alive at that time, and he could have been doing things, mm-hmm. real things. You know what I mean? Real things. I, I thought this guy kind of looked like a Defoe, a little bit. Like Wilhelm? Mm-hmm. Let's see. Oh yeah, he does. Just kind of older and like not as uh, didn't take care of himself as much. I think and, and this is uh, Michel Foucault. Uh... Kind of chewing his fingernail, kind of. Uh, he's like the a, least interesting of all these. He he also looks the most like Michael Berryman. Uh yeah, he does kind of. He does kind of. Oh. Michael Berryman. <laughs> Michael Berryman. Let's see. Yeah, he kind of looks like Michael Berryman. So you had a lot of fun screenshotting, hey? Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it, it That's real... okay. You should have fun screenshotting. 
found it very interactive. Very interactive. Very interactive. Kind of like, like that. Yeah. Like like what this we... like this pod. It's so interactive. Us looking at things that people can't see. <laughs> I uh I I saved some of these picks. Maybe I'll put them out on the. Oh no! Uh... Oh no! Yeah, no. I'll take care of that. Don't you worry. Okay. Okay. Jared doesn't want me to uh uh ruin the joke. Mm-hmm. The joke. Anyways. Anyways. Yeah. So yeah, I, I watched some documentaries uh while I as I uh hang out and get better hopefully yeah i mean you should get better and hang out and do whatever yeah and that's why i said i was like you know this uh people out there might be mad but this could be a shorter episode because uh we're sick right here we'll see we'll see it's up to you i'm not well i mean i don't don't have covid if, if you're just gonna be talking about uh enterprise season three part one for a bit i can just hang out and okay sip on my my pepsi i can talk about it if that's what you would like why not oh my god okay well we'll be back after you get a taste of the season three theme song did you listen to it i did i did people know what i'm talking about they fucked it up real bad i don't know if it's tempo is the right for it's like they they sped it up yeah oh yeah it's not good it's terrible they ruined it Worm guns, RJ. Wow. <laughs> They're so cool. They, they honestly are. The worm guns are really cool. <laughs> worm guns. Folks, Enterprise on Patreon. It's where it's at. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and also, I, I, I didn't realize we were still in the Patreon episode because that bumper did nothing. But if you want your chance to bid on the Bane statue, <laughs> you too must be a Patreon. Because uh, that auction's only open for patrons. Apparently. Exclusive. Just like our Star Trek Enterprise talk. Have I convinced Jarrett to watch Enterprise yet? Tune in. To our Patreon to find more. To find out. All I know is that. How many, How many? Uh, what was one of those episodes rated, Jarrett? Was it over four stars, potentially? <sighs> that's, a, that's a game changer right there. Holy cow. And worm guns, you see? Worm guns. Worm guns. Oh, I, man, I, it cool. sounds like there's some uh, some sex workers getting killed. Well, they get kidnapped for sure. Oh, okay. I'm not sure if they were... I don't know if they made it home. <laughs> I assume they did. I see. And cowboy kidnappings by aliens? Uh, yeah, yeah, there were some... To, no, to those be, rascals. To be slaves on alien planets, but then the cowboys turned the tables. Yeah, that one happened. That one happened. Uh, Crazy. That guy from Seven was there. Which guy? You'll never know. That's right. You listen. And 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 a cameo by Negan. Negan himself. Yeah, that's oh. right. I bet you didn't think that Negan from The Walking Dead was in Star Trek Enterprise. Mm-hmm. You gotta subscribe to Patreon to find out who he was, though. 
Exactly. Exactly. Patreon. Well, RJ. Um, yeah. I think that's that. How about any news you want to share with us? I got those July releases for Criterion. Sounds pretty good. Um, so we got some Netflix films coming to Criterion. We can talk about Netflix, too, I suppose. Oh, yeah. Didn't they lose $50 billion in a night or something? <sighs> yeah. Yeah, they did. So cool. they, they, they shed 200,000 subscribers, I guess, in this last quarter. Uh, that's not good, I guess. From the, and when those investors, they always want big gains. And when you're shedding, yeah. well, they, they're running away. It, it, yeah, it's at this point, last I looked, it had lost um, a lot of people selling off real fast. Did you hear what their strategy to, to combat this was? I have heard there's the two ideas of theirs. Uh, one, it doesn't matter to me is the one involving um the the lore grade package with commercials yeah which like is, is that the gateway that people are saying wow it's too expensive so i want i'll pay for less money for a, a worse experience it's like no i mean some people will some people but will. not enough to, to to save it uh but the other one is the uh the idea of the, the password sharing is their, what they blame all their losses upon. Not that, no, they're kind of like, well, there's a the whole thing with that when uh, Netflix cut off Russia from oh, uh, yeah. the server, they lost 700,000 subscribers. Yep. So, I mean, there's that little uh, note that they could maybe mention. But I guess when they were expecting to somehow gain 2.5 million people and they lost 200,000 instead, people are going, ooh, and they, they wouldn't. So yeah. I don't know. But yeah, so the password sharing thing, apparently they, they're making these comments about cracking down, whatever that means. I feel like I feel like that's not going to solve the problem, though, because if people share them, like it's like I said, I share uh, I share one s- stream with friend of the show, Ryan Nagel, and he shares one with me. But if they canceled it, I wouldn't get that one on my own. I just... I would just keep the one I have, and he would just keep the one he has. No, and then nothing you, would change. And then you could also just not pay for any of those services for a month, and then go to another one when you need it. Yep. And bounce between them if you wanted. Yeah, you could. And, and that's something that these companies do not want people to be doing at all. I know. I'm aware. They want they want you locked in. Hmm. How much do you bounce around? Uh, I I don't actually because pretty well. Well, I mean, Criterion Channel is the only streaming service that I need. Oh, wow. I, I, I use it every week. That's true. That's true. You really got your money worth, eh? Oh, yeah. In a sense. Nope. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, but speaking of physical media and putting, oh, yeah. putting Netflix things out on discs, uh, we got some of that Bong Joon-ho's uh, Okja. Uh, Okia? Okia? Okia, I think. Is what it is. I sure. haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. Okia. I just, I thought it was Okia. It could be. That's a uh, vegan movie, I believe. I think I think you're right. Yeah. Which, uh, I'm all for it. Okay. Well, that's coming Oliver out. Granger. That's coming. That's coming. And, uh, recent Best Picture nominee, Drive My Car. Oh. Based on the Murakami anime? Yes, it's an anime. Uh, I'm or, saying it's an anime, not a novel or a manga or. No, Murakami does animes too. Or uh, yeah, manga. Murakami manga. Murakami, the, the the writer. Yeah, 
He can write manga. He writes manga? Why can't he? Strip, I, are you sure it's not just a novel? Well, yeah, it is. I'm just, I'm fucking with you. It's not a manga. It's I just, just want to make sure. It's just, you know. People will let us know. About Murakami? No. Yeah, they're not listening anymore. It's based on a short story, RJ. Oh. Yeah, and that's also based on manga. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, Raging Bull. That's pretty cool. From Martin Scorsese. It's going to be a while before we can watch that, though. A very long time. And, and RJ, we got um, uh, Carl Franklin's uh, Devil in a Blue Dress. Did you say Carl Theodore Dreyer's? Nope. Carl Franklin? Yep. I've never seen that film, but I've heard it's good. It's decent. Yeah. Some, some prime Denzel Washington. Is yeah. easy, easy Rollins. Uh, easy Rollins? Is that easy, his name? Easy Rollins. That's the character's name. That's cool. Does he eat gumbo? Uh, I don't know. I imagine someone named Easy Rollins would be a big gumbo I, I, boy. I, I believe it's just set in Los Angeles. Oh. Not a lot of gumbo in Los Angeles. Well, there could have been. Yeah, I think it's more of a uh, Nolans thing. Nolans. Uh, then we got two upgrades coming. Yeah. Uh, Virgin Suicides. Ooh. And RJ, this might be of note for you. Mm-hmm. David Lean's Summertime. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the good stuff. I eh? mean, the, the pixels I saw of it look incredible. I mean, I was watching it in in 720 def, and uh, it, it looked incredible. So 4K I, or Blu-ray, I can't even imagine. Oh, man. It sounds you, incredible. You, you want to see that beefsteak? Beefsteak. Yeah, it sound, sounds absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually on the uh, Criterion.com uh, page. And I'm looking at it, and it's like, yeah, the stills on it look actually really, really good. Ooh. Well, it's a terrific film. Absolutely, absolutely terrific. Yeah, it's a beefsteak. It's a beefsteak. I just sent you one of these stills. Of beefsteak? Yep. Let me have a look at this beefsteak. Oh, yeah. That's right when they eat the steak. <laughs> I think they're, they might just be talking about it at the time. Well, and now we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. Will that be the one you rewatch? Nope. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Well, I'll see. I don't care about American people going to Europe and banging. Eating I'll, I'll, I'll this Richard Linklater. Well, yeah, see. I bet Richard Linklater's a big fan of Summertime. I'm sure lots of people are. I bet he's a big fan. It's in Jared's top ten. Bloop, bloop. It's hey. in his top ten. RJ, have you done your taxes yet? good weeks ago rich are you rich it was actually higher than expected so hopefully hopefully that's okay i'm not saying it's it wasn't millions of dollars it was just it was more than than i thought it was gonna be and i was like oh cool Mm -hmm. but i do have like 10 years of uh university tax credits or something maybe that's what it was i don't know well i thought they uh took that away from you uh, they said they were going to. I don't know if they actually did or not. I think they did. They did take away? Well, I mean, there was also federal ones? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It did seem... I don't know. We'll see. I'm not going to spend the money until I know it's mine. That's right. How's that sound? Well, you'll never know if it's ever really your money, so you might as well spend, baby. 
Well, nothing's real. Well, heard, nothing's uh, really yours. I heard you can pick up Netflix uh, for cheap. Oh, yeah? Like the whole company? Like buy the company? Yeah. Oh. I, I thought you I thought you believed in uh, freedom of speech, RJ. No. Oh. Okay, well, then don't. No. I don't think so. That's your decision. Yep. And it's mine to make. That's right. Uh, you, you, you want to talk about some French cinema? Uh, yeah, I'd love to. Cool, cool. After the break, we run out on our family to do, to do something else. Mm. But we were going to come back to record this podcast. To do what? To release the podcast. We have a show to do, damn it. We're professionals. Oh. Oh, dear. un type et ben je pense à mon père puis je me dis enfin je me pose des questions c'est dingue je me, je me demande s'il lui plairait mais ça va pas non c'est peut-être pour ça que j'arrive pas à m'attacher à un mec j'ai couché avec Jean-Paul et tu regrettes non mais c'est moche t'es venu pour coucher avec moi parce que tu sais que je l'ai fait avec d'autres qui c'est ce garçon quel garçon compte l'épouser. Tu me vois marier Bon, et bien, je pense que c'est fini. Elle vous a pas dit qu'avec moi, c'était sérieux S'il fallait que je rencontre tous les mecs avec qui elle est sortie, ben, je passerais tout mon temps à ça. T'es jamais tombée amoureuse Si, une fois. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast, and tonight we're talking about uh, News Amours from 1983, directed by Maurice Piala. The synopsis for this film, RJ. No tagline? The kind of film that defies taglines. Oh. A portrait of youth in bloom, a tale of one family's dissolution, a reflection upon the danger and the mystery in living. Uh, Sandrine Bonner plays Suzanne, 
a free spirit in the vessel for an almost bronchian collar. A white? <laughs> I don't know. She's 16, and men exist. Diverse lovers, an overbearing brother, and the father portrayed by the director, Maurice Pilala. Himself, in an unforgettable turn that displays the full magnitude of the cinema giant's tenderness, force of will, and presence of being. She turned into John Lovitz for a second there. <laughs> cinema! <laughs> um, yeah, so there you go. And uh, the title, yeah, the, the title, the title translates to Two Our Loves. Oh, of course. So RJ, yeah, uh, I've never. I last week we discussed uh, at the wrap up uh, how excited we were to talk about this movie, um, yeah, which was facetious because I, for one, uh, had never really heard of this movie before, nor am I familiar at all with uh, director the uh, giant of cinema, uh, nor his tenderness, his force of will, presence of being. You may have been facetious, but I was genuine. I'm always genuine. Yeah. You're... So if I said I was oh, looking okay, forward okay, to it, okay. I was looking forward so to it. So tell me what you know about Maurice uh, Piella. He's a voice actor. He uh, He's in things like Futurama and oh. uh, um, like things like that. Wow. Oh, I, I think I'm thinking of Maurice LaMarche. Uh, yeah, my bad. My bad. Yeah, but I mean still. Uh, no, I mean. The point stands. The point stands. He's a voice actor, is what I know about him. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So, so nothing. So we got that going for yeah. us. Yeah. This this movie was a total blink for me. Okay, that's good. Um, but hey, uh, mm-hmm. it's it's vagabond RJ. She's back. In what what form? Uh, cinematic form. Now, was this this is pre vagabond? Yeah, by correct? like two years. This this was her film debut. I did not notice that, but I did. I was like, I recognize this lady. And once you said it, I went, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's Vagabond. That's the Vagabond. Yeah. Did I just open a can without muting my mic? You did. (laughs) Oh, well. No no one cares at this point. (laughs) It's a free podcast. It's free. <laughs> it's free. Yeah, if you want the the top quality discussions over on Patreon, where RJ monologues oh, about Enterprise for about forty five minutes at a time, it's pretty good. Yeah, and you know what's not in there? No can opening. I'll tell you that much. But you, you know what is in there? Worm guns. <laughs> Worm guns. See, you're thinking about it. Uh, you're thinking about it. I, I want to entice people. I think I think I know how to do it. Yeah. Well, worm. If worm guns doesn't get you there. I don't know if French cinema will. You know uh, what I mean? I know, and vice versa. Uh, and vice versa. Uh, so, a news amours. Uh, <clears throat> yes. One thing, so I had to wind up kind of watching this movie twice. The first time I was watching it, um, I was in the throes of getting sick and half paying attention, as you can ah. still hear in my voice at this moment. So yeah. I, I was kind of going through doing the screenshot thing today, but I just wound up watching the movie again and actually kind of following it along. And it pretty well was the same movie. It was the same movie? It's pretty much the same movie. There's a couple of things I was like, oh, I missed that. But it didn't ultimately doesn't change too much. Uh, yeah. it's, it's a largely plotless movie that I will attempt to go through the plot of now. 
uh, as one Jay. one of our dear uh, emailers uh, said I would do because uh, we're such big fans. Well, I, I believe they said you would fill an hour. Yeah. Are you prepared to do so? Absolutely. Yeah, because your 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 throat's fresh. You like you said oh, you haven't yeah. talked in a couple days, so mm-hmm. it's probably fresh. Oh yeah, and ripe, succulent, and uh, smooth, smooth, smooth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sculpted. So yeah, um, it's so one thing immediately. Like when I was rewatching this movie, taking my notes here. Uh, yeah. When I was reading like the Criterion essay, I watched two different interviews with filmmakers. Absolutely no one talks about the play stuff that is in this movie. For the first like 10 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. It just – and then it kind of comes back at the end because you're like, oh, right. That's what they were doing at the beginning of the movie. It's like the brother is like kind of wants to be a, like a playwright. But, but, yeah. he's, but he's also uh, going to be a furrier. Not a furry, but a furrier. Not a furry? Yeah. Oh, okay. But, and from my first time watching it to like when I was watching the clips, I completely forgotten about this like play stuff. That doesn't, I don't know. I feel like it's just there. It doesn't amount to much. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah, like, I think 10 minutes and it, it never comes back. And I don't think it has any lasting, um, no. Like, nothing of it, tr- like, carries. It's done and then it's done. It, get, it gets brought up at the dinner scene at the end, mm-hmm. but like, very minor. Like, it could have been anything. It could, it could have been a grocery store. Yeah. There's no, like, character growth from the moment. There's no metaphors, <laughs> you know? Yeah. There's barely any metaphors involved in this. So uh, we, we get a little opening bit of um, our protagonist, uh, Suzanne, reading reading her notes, getting ready. Uh, mm-hmm. And then it cuts to, like, one of the more, like, I don't know, standout shots in the movie, I guess, is the opening credits, which is just, like, her kind of at the... The, the, the mast of the ship, the front of the ship. I'm not sure. I don't know my uh, sea, starboards and seaboards at all about ships. So she, she's at the front. And, port. And the the uh, At port. Port. Yeah, you, you watch Star Trek. You should know your, your Trekkies and your Bodies. It's port, Jared. It's port side. Port side. So, so she's yeah. at, so she's at the front, and it's with her to her back, or her backs to us, and yeah. uh, it's very like Herzogi. Uh, it reminded me a little bit of Fitzcarraldo, but I think it's also the 1980s film stock that uh, I think I'm not sure if it's like this European film stock that everybody was using at that point in time. But the colors of this whole movie, uh, it is very much like Euro 1980s in fashion. The the colors that you see. There's like the, there's kind of like jump cuts that are just kind of thrown in there. Uh, Kinda. But we also get some, uh, some chanting, some like operatic uh, singing, which I was like, huh. And then of course in the credits I saw, uh, there's like a little credit for chant and I see Klaus Nomi and I went, what the fuck? Klaus Nomi? Are, Are you familiar with Klaus Nomi, RJ? Sorry, Klaus Nomi? Yeah. I do not know about Klaus Nomi. Should I know about Klaus Nomi? Yeah, I mean, Klaus Nomi was, uh, I mean, Klaus Nomi's been dead for a very long time, but was a singer, um, performer. I will send you a screenshot of Klaus Nomi. Looking uh, forward to it. There you go. Uh, Klaus Nomi. 
you know. Interesting. Uh, once performed, he looks like a character from Frasier. Uh, once performed alongside uh, David Bowie in a, with a rendition of uh, "Man Who uh, Sold the World" um, oh, as, a, as, a back, as a background singer. But, yeah. But had uh, um, their own career, but like had these like could hit these ridiculously high <laughs> notes and ranges. So I was kind of mm-hmm. just like, oh, damn, Klaus Nomi, that's cool. I I had no idea. I think Klaus Nomi died like the, the year this movie came out. Oh, uh, so you never got to see it? Nope, nope. Uh, yes, died of yeah. a- died of AIDS uh, this very year. So that's the opening credits, and we start off with some. She's like hanging out with her older brother, and they're kind of like bohemian drama friends on at this camp. It's, none of it's really explained. They're just like. I don't know. They're summering, I guess. There's no talk about school at all. Other than like later on, Suzanne mentions that she's like, just stopped going to high school. Yeah. Which is fine. I guess like no one seems to care. So why should I, why should I care? Yeah. They don't care much. Uh, but yeah, you know, we we get some expressions of brotherly love RJ where, uh, he's like, man, look at her. She looks pretty good. And you just go, huh? Say interesting. Interesting. I think I think his exact line is, you know, my sister looks pretty good, or, or something like that. Yeah. Like he says it in the, like, it's um, what is it? What's that word again? You know, when you're saying what the plot is. Expos- you know what I mean? Expo- when you're like telling ex- people. Like, expositing. Yeah, it's like ex- it's like exposition. It's like, hey man, my sister is pretty good over there. It looks pretty nice. And you're just like, <laughs> am I right, okay, boys? So, it's like. Mm. Yeah. So he says, "Man, one day I sure would like to do hit her." Yeah. Well, he doesn't say that. No. So then there's uh, so yeah, there's boat times, and then we go back to the the play that's being performed at this camp. Um, But then uh, Suzanne kind of sneaks off by this like roadside area. There's a, a man leering at her from a pickup truck. So there's, like, always this sort of, like, these hints of a, a gaze or just, like, men lurking around, giving giving her a, hey, how you doing? So, yeah, Suzanne, like, kind of just, like, you're like, where's where's this girl going? Uh, she goes deeper into the bush. And then uh, she's she's meeting with her, her beau, this young man named Luke. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess they're having a little uh, camp out. Little little, little uh, sexy slumber party out in the middle oh, of what? Out, out, out in like a off a highway in the bushes. How'd you describe it? Uh, a sexy little campout. Oh, you said sexy slumber party. I think. Oh, okay, I couldn't remember. I don't. Which remember. was uh, troubling to say the least. What you 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 like those Jim Wynorski movies? I do like those Jim Wynorski movies. I just don't like when you talk about them. Oh, you see what I mean. It's double standard. Uh, it is a double standard. It's not nice. Uh, I made a note yeah. here. Uh, director man getting a shot of the 16-year-old girl's butt being pawed at by other minor. Yeah. So um, did you get Argento vibes from this film at all? Well, see, those that's a very different kind of thing. That is the director's daughter. Um, yeah. This is a... But, uh, I mean, this guy, maybe he didn't have a real daughter. He didn't, actually, at this time. Oh. He did not uh, have a daughter at this point in time. 
But uh, <laughs> the uh, I don't know. Did you watch any of the making of stuff for this? No, no, I didn't watch any of that stuff. Okay. Well, uh, so I'm not sure if this movie reminded you of any other French films that we've seen. But uh, so Catherine Brele, uh, the director of Fat Girl, she's a big fan. Oh, yeah. A big fan of this movie and a big fan of the director. And she, she actually gives a pretty, um, uh, I don't know what you call it, pretty insightful discussion about the movie and why it's important to her and how he works and stuff like that. But there's some, I don't know. I felt like there's some weird re- reading between the lines with this guy. Apparently he, he was, uh, not that far off from, of the character that he's playing in this movie is kind of not that far off from how he was as a, a director. Apparently he was, uh, kind of a jerk, mm. but apparently he was also, uh, quite enamored with the actress. Uh, of uh, uh, Sandrine Bonaire. Yeah, yeah I, I got a feel for that pretty immediately. Yeah, yeah, no, there's like some uh, Victor Silva thoughts I had when I was rewatching this movie and after watching the the doc, the interviews. And even when I actually, I, I watched the first little bit of a like 18-minute interview with uh, Sandrine Bonaire about this movie. I don't know. <laughs> there's something... There's something off. There's something there. I don't know, but <clears throat> I don't know. I, I I have nothing to go off of, but sort of like she looks off to the sides when she's thinking about it. It's like, what's the first thing you think about when you think of uh, a news amours? And she she doesn't just say something immediately. She stops and thinks. The first thing I think about. You're like, that's not the first thing you're thinking about. Oh, like she's crafting a response maybe maybe something that's been drafted Jared mm-hmm. well apparently um, Bonaire who was still a virgin fell in love with a colleague and had sex for the first time while this movie was being made why is that a, a, like a known thing that gets included with this was about this movie uh, this was in a article from just in February of this year that's in but yeah i don't doubt it's from like an article but like my my question i guess is why what's that do you know what i mean what do you mean why 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 would why would someone why would someone just be like this person at the same time was like this it's just like like their sexuality was she was she 18 at the time that she made this movie no she was 15 yeah see seems weird yeah i don't know <laughs> hence, Seems weird. Hence my comment, Victor Silva. Uh, sort of my when I was rewatching this after like watching it, I went, Inter- hmm. huh. <laughs> You went, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, we've got some, we had some boat jamming with some lads. You know, you remember the when everyone's just like all those uh, young sailors on the dock, they're just uh, rocking out with the girls. At, at port, I, I do remember. Oh. Mm-hmm. And then um, she starts getting hit on by an American hunk. Ooh, how hunky! I don't know. She's making pretty uh, googly eyes at him. How googly? Well, soon enough, they're they're oh banging in the woods too. What do you? She's cheating on Luke in his pompadour. 
seems not nice. Seems not good. Uh, not nice. The American Hunk says thanks a lot. <laughs> wow, like just on top of her still, and she says you're welcome. It's mm-hmm. free. What'd you take from that line? Um. Well, I, I guess <laughs> I don't know. She's like, I won't charge you this time. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I I found it strange. I was I was like, what does she mean by "you're welcome"? It's free. No. I don't know. It was I found it bizarre. Yeah. I think it was her uh, taking back the, I guess maybe the power and this that dynamic that this guy like really was like, hey, thanks for uh, doing that for me. Lady. Yeah, I mean, in the next in the next scene, she says what she said, and then she says, "I just told him the truth." Mm-hmm. Or some, something to that effect. It's like, yeah, I guess. I guess it is free. But, uh, yeah, sure enough, she's, like, hanging out with some other guy. And uh, there, there's, like, a couple of, like, these scenes where she starts, like, jumping around. It's, it, again, this these are choices made of, like, um, the, usually there would be, like, these interstitial scenes that one would have that, like, transition you through time of, like, now she's done at camp. And now she's making her way back home. It's just suddenly like, uh, she's somewhere in between uh, this like play camp and boat times. Mm-hmm. And now she's with some other, she's like hanging out with some other guy for a second. But now she's back at home in her bed and her friend Martine shows up and they're like cuddling together. And then her her dad shows up, kind of peeks in through the door. Uh, the, the shot of him coming through the door is also with his hand like pretty well clutched to his genitals. To where? His genitals, RJ. Um, her dad, the furrier. Also not a furry. Yeah. Uh, and of course, oh. when I first watched this, I did not realize that uh, Maurice uh, Pialet was the, the actor playing the father. Um, Was it, though? Was it really? It was. In, in, oh. in, his, in his actorial debut. No. Oh. <laughs> What was I gonna say? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't like that situation at all, Jared. No. So it's not good. So we got uh we get some father. Then we also have, so we have the the son. This who I make a comment because at some point I'm like I kept looking at him while watching this movie. And I'm like, what does he remind me of? Like if it's like how he's got that Jack Black, Zach Galifianakis kind of body type going on. But then I was mm-hmm. like, ah, there's something about him that's just like, what is it? Then I realized. He's like Franklin from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, yeah, a little bit. I, I kind of see what you're saying. Sally, Sally. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I think you're, you, uh, you might be onto something. A little, there's something about it where I was like, yeah, that's, that's why this guy is just like unlikable. Mm-hmm. Like Franklin. Kind of like Franklin. No. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, we, the, some father son workshopping of the son's play or his, his short story and father's like, you really were able to capture the characterization in just a few words of dialogue, but you gotta write Mm -hmm. something longer. You gotta do something more substantial. Otherwise you're going to be working with animal skin for the rest of your life with me. (laughs) What what do you think he does with animal skin? I I mean, he makes like, it looks like they're making, uh, jackets and stuff. I can never get a really good look at what they were doing. Like he was just always hunched over that table. I well, was yeah, like, what are they doing? Well, they they gotta treat it. They gotta 
do all the mm. interior stuff. But there's lots of like patterns and stuff like that. You think he boils them? They, they might, that might get done elsewhere. The tanning might get done elsewhere. Yeah, it's probably pretty stinky, eh? Mm-hmm. I imagine. You uh, ever, you ever want to do that? No. <laughs> no, I'm good. Or would you like to be made into a suit? I should say. I wouldn't. I wouldn't care. I'd be. I guess I wouldn't be around to know how it turned out. Well, if you go first, I'll make sure that uh, you get turned into a suit. A nice little or, suit. or at least like some coasters or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. we, we get a figure drawing class. Nice nude lady here in a mm-hmm. high school because France. Mm-hmm. 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 But uh, we get a break. We get the kind of like off-camera breakup or kind of like the, the where the significant breakup actually happens. We get the aftermath between Luke and Suzanne. Um. But soon after that, we also get the um, the first domestic abuse, I guess. Uh, the first strike where uh, Suzanne is telling her parents that, oh, some friends are coming over and we're going to go to a movie. And he's like, no. No, you're not going out. Mm-hmm. I, know, I know what you're going to get up to. And she's kind of being, like, cute and smiling and mugging. And he just slaps her across the face. And you're like, whoa. That escalated fast. <clears throat> Yeah, it. Uh, she she's she's super playful, like because she's like, hey, she's like, dad, come on, and he's like, come on, you don't care, and he says, he says, you want to see, and he he gives her a real, an open-handed one, Jared, just mm-hmm. yeah, and then uh, she's pretty shocked, but mm-hmm. uh, but but the coworker or like the the, uh, the employee of the yeah. of this of this little like in-house shop, she just she's is like, <laughs> that's just like me at home. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he even asked, he's like, your dad used to get you. And she's like, yeah, all the time. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, did you deserve it? And she's like, yeah, yes. He's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cash. Yeah. Very cash. But on this outing, she, um, I guess she kind of hooks up with another guy, but this guy, this guy becomes a regular guy mm-hmm. for, uh, for the kind of the big chunk of this movie now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they fuck. Excuse me? No. Could you rephrase that? They uh, make love. Yeah, okay. That's a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- why don't use don't use a bad word when you can use a good word. I see. You know what I mean? I, I thought that is a good word, RJ. It's curse word. <laughs> it's curse word. So and then, uh, anyways. And then, and then we get, uh, so then she, she comes home at one in the morning. Her dad's uh-huh. still up, waiting up, and they have a nice little late night conversation. They talk about yep. her. They talk about her dimple. Yeah, which everyone always celebrates. They say it's oh, it, that was improvised. It wasn't even in the script. It was just it, it just came about. It's just like, and that's of course that's also what uh, the uh, uh, Sandrine Bonaire says is the thing that she thinks of with the movie. It's the, the, um, the, the dimple scene. That's the thing that she thinks about. Yep. I don't totally buy it, but okay. Movie magic, RJ. You know what movie magic is? Hmm. You ever seen Good Burger? I have they not. make a giant. They make a giant burger in that. That's pretty magical. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. so, yeah, the dad moves. Dad's moving out, and he tells uh, his daughter that he's planning on doing so. Uh, yep, and they have a nice little moment. Yep, and. Uh, that's the last time we see him for a while 
And I, I feel like this is the point where the movie kind of hits pause in a lot of ways. Yeah, it does it does kinda of take a little pause for a moment. It's kinda yeah. like in life. Sometimes you need a moment. Right, Jared? Sometimes you need a moment. Sometimes you need a moment. Uh yeah. So I made a note here, dudes are horny. Dudes are horny? Yeah, it seems like wherever wherever this young this young lady goes, uh, she's being pawed at and dudes are like oh. showing up and like wanting to chat her up. Asking about the book she's reading. Yeah. Oh, he's angling. Dudes are horny. And uh, some would say insatiable. French, Italian, dudes in general, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Dudes mm-hmm. in general. I was going to say that there's, um for the Sam Lovelands, there's some sick smoking indoors scenes in this. You know about smoking indoors, RJ? Oh, I, uh, I forgot to make that take. I do, I do. I forgot to take uh, smoking, just in general. What are you doing over there? I don't know. I don't know. So, uh, so Dad moves out, dudes are horny. We get a little bit more Pompadour Luke action, because now he, he wants to, like, reconcile. He's like, we're not really over, are we? Come on, what? We, you didn't really mean that. She And she says, I'm sick of you and your ass face. <laughs> what did you think about that? That was pretty good, pretty good. And then RJ, mm-hmm. our 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 young lady, she goes home to a jealous mother about her daughter running around, hanging out with boys, doing what? Hanging out, spending time with the boys, oh. putting on makeup, dressing up in dresses, and it's smackamania. It's what a mania, Jared? Smackamania. Mom just starts. Is that what it's called? Offloading on her daughter, smacking her, and her, and then the brother jumps in for old Franklin, and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" But then he fucking starts smacking his sister too. You just—he's <laughs> like, "Why are you doing this to mom?" Mm-hmm. And in the background, yeah. that assistant, she's just smiling in the back, <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, like." Yeah, there's something that's like so weird with all this this shit because it's like it doesn't feel like in these scenes it doesn't feel disturbing or anything to me. It's just kind of like is this like supposed to be funny? Because it's not fun. Like it's like pretty messed up, <laughs> but it's but it has this weird feel to it of like, eh, you know, some families. Yeah. Um. I uh, I got that vibe too, and I was kind of like, are they? I wonder if they were even just trying to play it off as just like, ah, you know how it was, you know, nineteen eighty three, it's crazy. It was uh, yeah, it was a different time. People were hitting each other all the time. Mm hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, had, I mean, it doesn't I mean, I'm not wanting um, you know, after school special kind of, oh god, dad, <laughs> like like a uh, moral, just like really heavy handed moralizing about it. Yeah. I didn't mean to do it. And like that kind of stuff. Like it, it basically just skims over that. So it does feel, it just feels straight. It's just so off. To, Cause it has yeah, it like yeah. very much. Like it's like very like significant part of the second half of this movie. It's like just mm-hmm. how much like <laughs> smacked around she gets by her brother and her mom. Uh yeah, pretty much everyone wails on this lady. Hey, well, and it's all, but not like not just not strangers though. It's just the it's her family. 
Um, yeah, but I mean, like, her family pretty much exclusively wails on her. And then, like, men wail on her in a, wow. a different sense. Wail on. Is that is that the the good way of saying things? I, uh, I, someone was telling I me about I that earlier. It, I didn't mean to make it a good thing. Okay. Wow. You know what I, I like? I I don't I don't know. R- There's well, R- people J. are always wailing on, on her. It's not good. <laughs> like beating her up. It's not good. Mm. I don't think that's the that <laughs> revolutionary of a thing well, to maybe, say. Well, maybe she wants to wail on them too, RJ. I mean, you know they should join a fight club. You know what? <laughs> yeah, there's videos of that kind of thing online. Yeah, but it's got to be consensual. Oh yeah, it, they're they're paid performers. Yeah, as long as it's consensual, that's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Consent is important. Well, but it's not just the daughter. Then the mother and son start smacking each other too. Yeah, the the whole family kind of fights with each other all the time, right? Yeah, it's kind of. I guess it is. It's kind of like the Texas Chainsaw family. A little bit, and they got animal parts everywhere. A little bit. Yeah. What's up? Oh yeah, I guess because of the the coats. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then that we makes get, sense. Then we get some jamming out with the 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 Bohemian actors. They're all hanging out, drinking champagne, and uh, getting real cozy, going off to rooms, snogging, mm-hmm. doing what? Jared? Uh, cats on the pod. Doing what? Snogging? Yep. Yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't interfere though. She does her own thing. She she keeps it real. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that family's not good. Yeah, and then there's more familial abuse. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much constant throughout this whole thing. Like, uh, maybe not in the first ten minutes, but pretty much all the yeah. time afterwards. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but it's not like dramatically interesting. I felt you're. It's kind of, no, it's just kind of like, oh, this again, huh? Yeah, yeah. I but, mean, but, it's but, just, but there's these like yeah. comings and goings where it's like extreme heights, and then like the next scene, it's just like, oh, everyone's fine now, and now we have to like go to the funeral. But they still make these backhanded comments to each other and keep going on with their lives, which is mm-hmm. how a situation like that would probably be. Yeah, I guess for for a lot of people, probably. Yeah. People don't like being in uncomfortable situations, right, Jer? Not really. Or they try to avoid them if they can. And then Suzanne finds out that her friend, uh, Martine, and mm-hmm. and Pompadour, they're they're making mm-hmm. they're making it now too. Everyone's making it in this and, thing. And, and when you find that out, there's nothing you can do but like go hang out uh, at a bus stop in the rain while Klaus Nomi chanting. Um isn't that how we all want to go, though? Is there? But then you go yeah. back home to your insanely abusive brother. Yeah. But the, the, yeah, he... there's this like deal made where, um, if she wants to be like part of the family, his issue is that because she's not married, you know, at fifteen, <laughs> it's like you got to get married. You got to get married to this guy you're banging. Yeah, it's uh I thought that was kind of strange when he brought that up. I was like I was like, what do you mean get married? What are you talking about? Yeah, bizarre. Because yeah, because yeah, her current dude, he goes to have a man to man chat with Franklin oh. and he's having, he's sitting back, he's like, huh, yes, we, you're not the only one she's she's been with. <laughs> you must you must uh put a rock on that. Yeah. 
Wasn't that the end goal for a lot of weirdos? Is marriage? <laughs> well, this this guy. Well, because like as soon as like soon enough, he's he's married now too. He is, yeah, and it happens like off uh, off between the panels, off off, yeah. off 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 the page. Was it just me, or did a couple things happen? Well, off then, page then between the panels, there's there's an acceleration. Uh, apparently, they just stopped following the script about halfway through, and they were just kind of making it up as uh, they went. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense because there was a there were a couple points where I, I was kind of like, did I miss something, or like, or did they kind of jump? Or was that the intent? Was that they they jumped? Yeah, they they you know it, what I it mean? does. There's some time jumps really really uh, quickly because yep. yeah. So soon enough we see Luke who is depompadored. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's like uh, at this like I don't know their engagement party I guess. Uh, there's like there's a comment like so you used to beat your sister. Yeah, that gets brought up. Yep. like kind of casually ish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a little bit of art history discussion. Because uh, the Franklin's bride's brother is a like a I guess like an art critic, like a mm. some sort of, yeah some sort of just general critic. Um, hey RJ, uh, what are your thoughts on Picasso? Uh, other than other than not being real, is that right. what you're saying? Yeah, I know that. Um, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I know you. You guys all know know art. Art is real. I don't know a ton about Picasso, to be honest. He cut off his ear, right? And he had a blue face. <laughs> he had a blue face or something like that. He's not the guy who cut off his ear. Well, that that one gets attributed to Van Gogh. Van Gogh. Oh, Van Gogh. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought that was Picasso. Um, actually, um, Picasso has that one thing where it's like uh people and like lizard guys and they're all kind of like shapes right like yeah he like was one that, style. He, he was one who was trying to tell us about the reptile people oh the reptilians yeah 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 he was a big fan of enterprise uh i was gonna say the elementary i went to one of the houses across the street from the elementary had that mural like painted on their garage or something so i saw that every day for like six years yep I know, yeah, I know so, the one. So that's neat. Oh, you know that house? I know. Yeah, the the there's like a garage. Yeah, just on the side. Yeah. Of it. Yep. Yeah. So I I saw like all the time. I had no idea what. It, I mean, I was like six years old, so I, I didn't know. But I don't know a lot about Picasso. But art isn't real, anyways. So. Yeah, it was a, re- a reproduction of uh, Guernica. Guernica. Yeah. That's what that's called with all the all the guys. It's got the minotaur on it, or like the bowl, yeah. the bowl on it. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. yeah. I minotaur. I, well, it's not a minotaur, but it's yeah. a bowl. Yeah, it's got, it's, the face of it always made me when I saw it when I was a kid. I thought it was a minotaur, and it's got the horse on it, and um, yeah, good times. Picasso yeah. talk. Definitely good times. So, what do you know about Picasso? Oh, just what I just told. What I, what I just told you. You know about cubists. You know, because the Picasso's running around cutting, <laughs> cutting people into little cubes. I know about cube theory. Is that oh, anything? Do you know about the time cube? The time, the Italian cube. The time cube. No, I don't know anything about uh, time cubes. Don't go down that rabbit hole. So, anyways, yeah, uh, there's yeah. there's there's the big there's like a big dinner party at the end of this movie, and then so apparently the entire scene with. Uh, when when the dad returns, 
was not scripted. Mm-hmm. It just happened. And the actors, uh, most of them are non-professional actors. They were just like, oh, the directors just came in and he's in, he's in character now. And they were like, so their, their actual reactions were, oh, and they were just going with it. <laughs> I have some thoughts on uh-huh. all, all of this. Mm-hmm. I feel like Jared Leto would have been good in this movie. Yeah. He would have loved this. He would have right? been, he would have been uh, bringing those crutches to the bathroom too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he would have had to get wheeled over there, you know, or whatever. But, yeah, I have some uh, thoughts. In okay. So anyway, uh, Dad shows up because he's like talking about, well, you know, the lease is up on the house, you guys. You're living here a bunch of mooches. I'm gonna sell it because he's just because he's an asshole. Mm-hmm. And his uh, tirade continues, and you know, picks on his son, picks on his daughter, and he gets tossed out by his wife. And then um, later, then just another time jump, and mm-hmm. um, now uh, Suzanne is not going to be getting married anymore as it turns out off panel uh she's gonna go on a trip with the guy who had her his hand on her thigh at the engagement party to san diego is san diego a hot uh like honeymoon spot for french people well it wasn't until it became sub diego sub diego yeah you remember that aquaman storyline Oh, sub Yeah, I do remember that Aquaman storyline. Damn right you do. That's worth like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Just the storyline, just the, the comic. Just the storyline. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so father and daughter have like a little emotional, little uh, have fun in America on a bus kind of chat. And he sees her off to the airport and he gets on mm-hmm. and they go their separate ways. But they seem like they're still looking longingly at one another as one takes the bus back to town and the other one flies off to America with some guy. Hmm. And that's the end of the movie, RJ. I like how it ends in the tunnel when uh, it's just the dad on the train and fade to black. Mm-hmm. Fade to black. Through the tunnel. Through the tunnel. Well, he, I feel he, like... well, he vanishes in the darkness and then it cuts to her on the plane and then it cuts to black. Oh, right. Yeah. But he does vanish in the darkness, right? Mm-hmm. Which is pretty cool. I'm going to show that's almost frustrating because like, is it going to cut back to like a, like a thing of light across his face or anything like that? Nope. Nope. Maybe that's a metaphor, Jarrett? I think it, wow, that's what I believe what, um, uh, I can't remember if it was uh, Catherine Brele or, um, well, what's his name, uh, Damien Chesel, the whiplash guy. He's also, he, he's got a little interview uh, about this. One of them talks about how perhaps the end of the movie is about like the growth of the director himself, that he he's able mm. to b- bridge the line of success of adolescence and his own maturity in not fucking the 15-year-old. <laughs> like, oh, that's what is that I, what he says? That's what I said. But I'm like, oh. th- that's what this is about? This, this, this fucking 50-year-old man? He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, cool. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure if this movie's on the radar of a lot of people. Um, apparently, it's it's regarded as a masterpiece by by many. Yeah, but many a lot of people... many people. Uh, Richard Brody hailed Bonaire for quote an explosive debut. I mean, I don't know. I don't know about that. 
I really don't know about that. I feel like and when you say many people like it, many people like a lot of things, but just because it's the many, you know, I don't know if they count is good. Well, Time Out listed it 38th in its 100 best, best, sorry, 100 best French films, citing a, quote, moving depiction of the father-daughter relationship. And the message may be that happiness is as rare as a sunny day and sorrow is forever. See, uh, I think that is a uh, just a automatic sign that that dude is also on a some watch what, list what, somewhere. T- what Time Out guy, the, the Mister Time Out? Yeah, I think he's also on a watch list somewhere. Oh, is my guess. Well, uh, New York Times journalist Jason Bailey called the film challenging with a freewheeling and languorous vibe. Uh, David Kerr cited as a particularly destabilizing example of cinematic immediacy. Cinematic immediacy. That sounds artisanal. Yeah. Immediacy. That sounds artisanal, potentially. Mm hmm. Just a little bit artisanal. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. What else you got for me? J Dog? Um, well, that's about all I'll mention. So, anyway, I don't know. I don't feel too strongly about this movie one way or another. Uh, it definitely on the rewatch after watching some interviews with, um, you know, Catherine Berlay and, uh, reading more about the movie and then watching again, there was times where I'm like, is this kind of like, is this evidence? <laughs> is this, is this evidence for a future, for a trial that'll never happen? This, this guy's been dead for a long time too, but I don't know. Uh, you know, RJ, the French, they have, they have some different attitudes toward, uh, sexuality uh, and particularly even in the last uh, probably 10, 10 years, uh, there's been quite a, a change. So I, I wonder when this film will wind up on someone's chopping block one day. Maybe it's today. Maybe, maybe it's from you. Maybe, maybe, maybe that day starts today. <laughs> maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe now that the awareness is out there. like, But I mean, if Danny hey. and Ch- uh, Ch- Chisel's watching it, maybe... Uh, you know, was, maybe oh, maybe there's something we don't know. Well, I just wanted to say that uh, learning, knowledge, knowing it's, it's half the battle. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. GI Joe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Knowledge power. Well, anyways, I'm glad you liked this movie. <laughs> that you had to watch it. That you watched it twice. Uh, well, I like I said, oh, I, yeah. I, it was like a half half watch experience the first time. And then I was like, oh, I'll, I yeah. should probably do this properly. And I now I have. And it's like, yep, it's pretty well what I, what I, what I, what I was. Just watch, I mean, just watch Fat Girl, I think, is what I would say. I think Fat Girl is a, uh, mm. definitely more more what, I'd, more what I want in a movie is kind of a weird way of saying it. But I think um, I think there's more to get out of it than... Sure. I don't. Would, would you agree or disagree with that? Um, or or is this a the wheelhouse? This and vagabond, just like get out of here, grubby French movies. <laughs> don't make me feel I mean, bad. I, do, uh, I mean, I do think the French movies are pretty grubby, but I think uh, like vagabond, I think is better than this. And yes, like, oh, Fat yeah. Girl is all, yeah, Fat well, Girl is also better than this. Yeah, like, I th- well, I think Vagabond is actually quite good, and I think uh, Fat Girl is like <laughs> the the ending is like you know the 
the horror show of that. And then the rest yeah. of it's just like kind of a coming of age story. Yeah. That hits on these like uncomfortable beats. Um, and then there's this, which I don't know. It reminds me a little bit of um, like later Bresson movies too, like uh, L'Argent, which we'll watch one day because it is in the collection now, I do believe. Um, mm-hmm. Very elliptical editing. But this kind of yeah. sometimes it's like throws you off completely. The like how events kind of just like oh hey we cut to this and you're like that's okay I guess but I'm not expecting that I guess from just like what should be uh, a coming of age story, right, right, yeah no I uh, I know what you mean um, for for some of those points but yeah like in terms of like I think like you said Fackerel fits into this quite a bit but uh, yeah like Fackerel is a better representation of these things um so this is usually the part where jared goes so rj what do you think about this oh okay so rj unless you have more what do you think of a news more amours let me tell you jared i don't have a ton of uh thoughts on it but uh, i have some so um yeah i i thought about fat girl too and then i also thought about like some of the other movies we've been watching lately like um like fists in the pocket uh, pockets as well and like uh not not that it's like similar but i was like that movie gave me a the movie gave me a similar feeling where after i was watching that one and then i watched this i was like hmm hmm who are these people yeah i was like who are these people that made this movie yeah and what was their intent here so like i i can see like I think there's things that you could pull off of this. Like if you were trying to stand up for this movie, you'd be like, well, it's, it's about like, uh, it's a coming of age and sexuality and finding yourself and complicated stuff with your family and, and French like, incest okay. and, and vibes vibes. Yeah. So I, I could see where people do try to like, uh, try to say that where it's like, well, it's like, yeah, it's a sexual awakening movie. And you go, okay cool uh but then but then the movie also has as you've mentioned rampant uh violence uh hank hill style violence the way he says it not in case he wasn't a violent person but uh there's that and then also yeah like um a lot of the family dynamic stuff like again i think i don't know why it comes up so often but i think wes anderson is probably a fan of this movie in a little bit because he has shades of this stuff like uh this has come up a few times like his his movies are way more playful and lighthearted, and there's nothing like nothing mean about his movies i i, I don't feel but uh like uh kind of like with the movie mal movies it's just like i can see like wes anderson stuff in some of these these films you know what i mean you know what i mean jerry just a little bit, just a little bit. Like uh, maybe Tenenbaums is a sequel to this movie. Who knows? Oh Who come knows? on! You can't you can't compare? You can't compare that to, in the same breath as this. Uh, I know, I know. Tenenbaums is I know. Wes Anderson is very good. I'm just saying. I I do see like I see shades of Wes Anderson in like French cinema stuff, and I'm like, oh yeah, huh. absolutely. You know what? I, that, and that's well, all, I, I don't that's know if you all. realize he made a movie, RJ. It's called The French Dispatch. I I have it's on uh, it's on one of those streaming services. Oh, you, you know what, dude? Good good call. 
Guess what is number, I'm, guess on his, uh, I'm looking at his top 10. Uh, yeah. Wes Anderson's top 10 criterions. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Maurice Pialette's L'Enfance Nue. I was introduced to Pialette in the first place by your Anus Amours disc. You should do every one of his. You can get your hands on. Your hands. Vindicated. I So people... People will think that I've looked into that before and I, I placed that. But as Jarrett will tell you, I do zero prep and I do zero uh, involvement in looking at, into the background of movies. Right, Jarrett? hundred percent. So that I just I didn't even I didn't even have that as a note. I just pulled that out of my ass right now while I was trying to think of something to say. Uh, so, so, so you're thinking like the uh, Margot character. But, you know, yeah. but maybe, but maybe uh, Gene Hackman's not. Uh, not just, as friendly. Mm hmm. Yeah. And see, like, that's what I mean. Like, because as you were describing this movie, I was kind of like, I was like, oh, that is kind of like Tannenbaum. Or I was like, it's kind of like Tannenbaum's where it's just like this, this kind of weird family. But this movie's way more, so like I said, they chose violence in this movie. And Twee. twee. <laughs> yes. They chose, they chose, they chose so, Twee rather than assault. Yes. Yeah. Um, so they had that going for them, and that was cool. Uh, what was I even talking about? Uh, this movie, yeah, okay. Okay, you, yeah. So there's so there, there's see. a movie coming up later this year that will be another part of this uh, collection of films. Um, okay. Of like, I guess you call undesirables because <laughs> like things that RJ won't like. That's about half the collection at this point, uh, but, uh... but this is a subgenre within that. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. Actually, I, I did get a message. Yeah. I uh, I did get a message today uh, from uh, a listener of the show, Oliver Granger. And he mentioned, he's like, what is this movie about? I was like, it's an incel movie. And he's like, oh, it is. And I was like, uh, I was like, I'm telling all the Criterion films are just about incels and cocks. And I was like, I've been saying this for a long time. And I was like, you guys are only realizing this now. And I may have those definitions wrong, but if they're true to me. And they're true. You know what I mean? He, mm -hmm. he knows what I mean. So anyways, um, yeah, I, I think I could see why people would like try to champion this where they'd be like, oh, yeah, it's coming of age. And uh, it talks about like complicated family stuff. But like I was watching this and I was like, huh? <laughs> I was like, I don't know why they're I was like, I don't really get why they're doing it this way and the movie feels to me it really felt disjointed and i didn't look into any of that stuff about how you said a lot of it was like kind of improv and it makes sense now because there were like nothing felt like too out of place but i did feel like there were like gaps and stuff where i was like i was like i'm missing something kind of well, what felt um, more improvised this or elevator to the gallows this or yeah. no wait um yeah, this one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but even like we were saying earlier, like that first 10 minutes of the uh, like the drama, like the play production stuff that just gets completely dropped later on. It was just like it's like so that served no no purpose because like that also made me think of Fitzgeraldo because yeah. it's like they're out in the woods and they're just doing this like, you know, play in the middle of nowhere. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I that and they're on a boat and stuff like that. I'm like, oh. But then nothing. It completely changes yeah. gears. Yeah, and I think that's and that's what I mean. Like, um, 
the the scenes don't like go into each other where you're you'd be like totally lost you'd be like what's going on it's just there is like there there's stuff missing and uh now now i understand why like uh i think the fact that they were just like improv and stuff like sometimes that works like cassavetes would do stuff like that or i'll see or he would like make people rehearse the same scene for like seven hours and then they'd just be like loopy by the end but but he did it good in a way and i liked his stuff um but uh for this one it it, it seems some of it's a little out there and uh, like I didn't much care for the coming of age story either, which I just like, I was like, I feel bad for this girl, but like, what am I going to do? She I can't just, help her. She, this happened before I was born, you know? <laughs> yeah. Hell, I, I was, uh, I wasn't even born yet, RJ. Uh, wow. Debatable. Debatable. But, uh, yeah. So I, I was kind of like, I don't know. Well, she wants to find love. That, that, that kind of threw her, me. That her papa can't give her. Yeah, but she also eats like a fucking maniac. And that was one thing that like drove me crazy. She was like eating that spaghetti. Yeah, and just like smack like smacking her lips. And it goes on forever. And I was like, oh my God. Fucking it it, it drove me crazy. Because it was all I could hear. Um so anyways, that was weird. But then uh yeah, uh, learning all this stuff about the director makes it makes this movie even less appealing to me. Like when I watched it, I was like, eh, whatever but now hearing this it's like uh, it's like it's like i said it's jared leto camp stuff where it's uh it's like we're just gonna i'm just gonna drop in on the actors i'm gonna i'm gonna drop in on them and i'm gonna start yelling and berating people and start slapping people i'm gonna see what they do and it's just like okay all right but he's a genius <laughs> says who Catherine brilliant wow what does she know she you directed know? Fat Girl. Hello. Did anyone? Could anyone actually direct Fat Girl, or or did Fat Girl just itself? Yeah, I mean it's arguable. <laughs> you know, it's possible. Yeah. Anyways, that's uh, yeah. This movie is um. I thought the movie was just whatever, but uh, hearing about the background to the movie makes me dislike it a little bit more. Nice. Where I'm just like I'm annoyed by it now, or it's like yeah, mm. yeah. it's like oh. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll have uh, Victor Salva's clown house come to the the collection. Oh, God. Well, he who's he good buddies with again? Francis, uh, Coppola? Francis Ford Coppola, yeah. Yeah. Well, Coppola's got some swing. Yeah, yeah. He's got some contacts over at Criterion. He's got some, he's got some sway. Yeah. Uh, you want to hear about who hates this film? Sure. Who hates this film? Well, RJ, uh, we have someone named Hasna with a, a one-star review. Nothing hmm. but boredom. This is what you get from French movies. I mean, that's that's okay. That's okay. I, I kind of like that. You said this person's name was Hasna. I found him. Hasna. Okay. okay, so uh, favorite films include... M- my Mister from 2018, Three Iron, 2004, Bleak Night from 2010, and Metamorphosis of Birds from 2020. I don't know any of those movies, Jared. Oh. 
they have a, only three half-star films. One is Night of Cups, one is Modern Romance, and one is Wanda. So that's good. Uh, ooh, lots of anime in five stars. Anime in what looks to be Japanese and Korean films. Oh. And then Goodfellas. Just in the mix there. Oh, they five-starred Love Exposure. You're a big Love Exposure guy. Great piece of work. Uh, then we have Sabwina, one mm-hmm. star. I'm going to kill myself, but I'll kill you first. The plot was underwhelming. Tired of seeing fleshy pink white people having sex, talking about sex, and other trivial matters. My head hurts. Um, interesting. Uh-huh. So Sabwina, their bio says, Netflix has the worst movies, bro. No wonder MFS just start fucking. So this person four-starred Vagabond recently. Um, favorite films include uh, Mikey and Nikki, Fight Club, Jarrett, Taxi Driver, and Before Sunset. And then they just five-starred The Batman, and their review was, he just like me. <laughs> so, you know. That's lofty. Mm-hmm. Not bad, not bad. And one more here. Let's go with Sophia Lenardi, one star. Nice. My life is like an indie French movie. Sad, yet nothing happens. Everyone just banging on the French, huh? Well, they're insatiable, Jared. Uh, this person's from Sao Paulo. Uh, favorite films include The Virgin Suicides, Kids, Buffalo 66, and Good Times. Ooh, ooh baby. They like well, it. They, like, they like it, Grubby. <laughs> they, they definitely do. Definitely do. Not good. Not good, Jarrett. Oh, dear. What's in their half stars? Uh, us, mid-90s. And uh, the piano, ninety-three. Interesting. Outstanding, outstanding. Uh, RJ, you have a cat in your closet. What's she doing up there? I don't know. She's just looking for. She's just looking for a place to be. You know, aren't we all? Yeah, she's looking for just looking for a home. No. Well, I'll probably find them up there. Any final thoughts on Anu's Amours? It's kind of annoying, but <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> one in, French, one and done. Oh, he he has no other films. In oh, here? oh, he sure does. Oh, what's one and done then? This film specifically. Oh, okay, well that's good, I guess. Yeah. Never have to think about it ever again, other than the next time he comes up. But now we know who he is. I had no idea. So I did learn something. It wasn't, I didn't feel like I, my time was not unspent, like, or dispensed with, or just, like, wasted. I don't know. I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like I lost out on watching this. It didn't annoy me or anything like that. So that's always a plus. I just, uh. Debatable. Eh, it's just, it's just a movie. It's just another one of these. It's another part of the creep. It's another part of the creep. You got that right. Yeah. You got that right. All right. Well, after the break, we're going to Sub Diego. Is Namor going to be there? Yeah, buddy. 
kicked around in the gutter, uh, gutter a little bit but someone still picked it up <laughs> and resold it yeah and yeah and resold it as artisan yeah. <laughs> they say oh you know that dirt it is uh is a french dirt it's, it's, for it's, it's, it's supposed to be city yeah it's supposed to have soot because that is how they did in all you can email us at criteriancruise at gmail.com and tell us about the beauty of Paris and the French sure. people. Sure. We've got a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barnloaf. Sure. We're on YouTube. We've got a Patreon. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. Tumblr. Next week, Spine 338, RJ. Jack Woods' Equinox from 1970. Is that good? I think it's going to be too sweet it'll, it'll feel like may has come early oh i see is there any gorn in this movie uh yes practical or cgi uh practical baby all okay. practical no cgi gorns no cgi gorns not one in sight for the best for the best well um I'm going to go lie down. Oh, wait. Yeah, I, good. Shit, I have to edit. Son of a bitch. No, you don't. I have to do it for the fans, RJ. I gotta, no, you don't. I got to release it for the fans. No, you don't. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Sweet prince. Sweet prince. Go sleep in that new house, buddy. No, nah, there's no sleep in here. You go sleep in your new house. <laughs>